Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideout. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout. And be heard. What, what, what's new? What, what are you doing, Hefe? Oh, what's new, J-Dub? Just hanging out. Welcome to the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando, and we are here with you for the next four, count them, J-Dubs, four hours. Uh, uh, uh. So come on in and be somebody. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. Uh, that is Chunks, executive producer of The Hideout. He mans the AOL Instant Messenger, Real Radio Hideout, and he is working very hard for you, so be sure and tip him next time you see him. That is Tommy Bateman, our director. He's on uh, on top of the talk and roll controls, responsible for the content on the Hideout page on realradio.fm. And that's all the introductions I have. Because yep. Matt Albert, writer and third Mike, and Gibbs, the unpaid producer, who will screen your phone calls at some point, and uh, also too host the Hideout Headlines game show in about hopefully, 15, hopefully, <laughs> in about fifteen minutes. You heard the headlines on the Phillips file. You're going to turn them into prizes coming up in fifteen minutes. The Hideout Headlines game show, and we got some great prizes to give away this evening. J Dubs, we'll go over those in a second too. Um, but um. Well, first of all, Matt and Gibbs are not here because I guess there were free Chipotle certificates that were given out here at the Clear Channel Compound. That were only good for today, so you had to go uh, get your burrito today. Not only just today, today at 7 o'clock. Oh. That's what the big deal was. Otherwise, they would have gone out as an excursion during the show. You could only get them until 7. So Matt and Gibbs, uh, Matt Albert and Gibbs ran off to uh, Chipotle, I guess, up on 436. Around 630 they left, which oh, yeah. it doesn't take that long to get there and back. And you it's about have, a five, ten minute drive. You should have heard Matt, too, bitching at Gibbs because Gibbs didn't have the headlines game show ready. Are you done yet? Last question. You said that ten mm-hmm. minutes ago. God, I'm hungry. Matt, six foot I'm five. withering away. Yeah, 500-pound, 21-year-old black virgin with graying hair and patchy baldness uh, was like, uh, now I'm hungry just because I know I could have Chipotle. We have to go get it. I should have given him some money so he could have gotten me a burrito. You didn't think about it, huh? Mm-mm. Um, so anyway. If you guys we'll... aren't there yet, get me one with, like, no sour cream or lettuce. Yeah, right. Good Bastards. Um, J-Dubs, here's what's going on this evening. I literally, I look at the sheet that we have uh, for the hideout, and I'm thinking, wow, how are we going to get to all this? Uh, first of all, um, during the during the fourth hour of the hideout, uh, annoying things that men and women do in bed. There's a reason we're doing that at ten o'clock. 
quote-unquote safe hours. Uh, Some of them are a little bit dirty. So we're going to save that. But I look at this list, Dubs, universal. Mm-hmm. Dealt, yeah. dealt with every single one of these. At least twice. At the very and, least. And uh, these are problems that men and women do in bed. So I, I've uh, dealt with the problems that the women have done in bed, and I look at this and I can identify with some of the things I've done wrong in bed. So Some of them, though, I'm like, hey, I didn't know that was wrong. <laughs> Me too. My bad. I just thought I was helping you out. Uh, in the third hour of the hideout, uh, the hideout door prize blowout uh, right at 9 o'clock brings us uh, Paris Hilton quotes. Are they real or are they fake? That was a brainchild of Matt Hour. Second hour of the hideout, J-Dubs. Uh, big announcement about the live broadcasts. We have two coming up. Uh, this Friday, Premier Adult Factory Outlet, Supermarket Sweep, $587.25. Just a whole lot of games going on out there. It's basically going to be a game show Friday night at mm-hmm. Premier Adult Factory Outlet. With the culmination being the big uh, supermarket sweep type, uh, uh, you know, event. event. Wh- which, but the big thing about that is whenever I've gone into Premier Adult Factory Outlet, I'm thinking to myself, where do I begin? So, that's exactly... The plugs. Hey, for some, maybe. So... What I've decided is, and we came up with this together, is how about doing that old-fashioned supermarket sweep that you used to see on Lifetime, mm-hmm. where you have, we're going to give you 104 seconds to run through. And grab all the he-she, bonanza uh, porn you can. Exactly. Mm. And you think $587.25, when they have those three, four DVD packs that are like 20 bucks at Premiere, uh, the pirate porn, oh, by the way, uh, while we're on it real fast. We're supposed to be interviewing one of the stars of the pirate porn next Monday. Nice. Tomorrow night, uh, another NASCAR uh, driver and a, a member of the band Disturbed will be calling into the show. Thursday night, while I am at Patty McGee's celebrating my birthday party, Jay Gruden, coach of the Predators. Ooh, I'll be uh, interviewing Jay Gruden, huh? Will be coming in on Thursday oh, night. Oh, in, in the studio? In studio. <laughs> Dude, it is going to be a packed, <laughs> packed next couple of weeks. So, uh... Very excited you guys are here with us. Now, if I was doing the supermarket spray, they they have like the, uh, the uh, the what was it, 4 for 20 or 3 for 20? The 3 for 20 DVDs. 3 for 20, yeah. Uh, up on top of the the big uh, like uh, shelf, I would just take the uh, cart and run my hand across it and have them all knocking right into that cart. Well, you can't do that, though, because, you know, you want to, you got to hit near the total. You know what I mean? There's a whole getting near that $587.25. You got to figure too. They have some things that are three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. You take into account that you are able to plan and uh, look at this stuff and figure out how much it's going to cost. When you get in there, you lose control of your mind. Oh, I'm telling you, that's the beauty of the game. I'm so excited about this. That this is this Friday on my birthday. This Friday at Premier Adult Factory Outlet. Then the 17th, we're doing 17 stunts. With Tuttle for losing the Fantasy Football League in the Helmet of Pain. He has to do all 17 that were done during the year. 17 stunts on the 17th. We are doing that. Melbourne, we're coming to your town. Anyone up near Melbourne that ever have a chance to go to a real radio event, the hideout is bringing real radio to Melbourne and the Metro Entertainment. I get people all the time out that way saying they want to come to the open doors, just such a long drive there and back and everything. So kind of bringing the open door out to you. Exactly. So that is going on on the 17th. Um, tonight we're talking to David Green uh, during the second hour of the hideout. Uh, NASCAR Bush Series, number 27 car, the Kleenex car. So we'll chat it up with him. I'd like to thank him for uh, this afternoon. And uh... Why you have to already go there? 
Already getting to that point. I had bunny tails in my stomach. Um, Dubs, it is television sweeps time. You're so dirty. Mm-hmm. I, I got that. But then I looked over at you, kicked back, and got the visual. Now, I, I just want to say something real quick. Uh, and I don't want to be too descriptive on it. Uh, my shirt is kind of sticking to the front of me. Okay, stop. And I want to know why they haven't come up with a soap to properly uh, take care of that. Because I use regular soap. And that that gets like the oils and greases and everything. There should be a special soap you know, for that. They actually have towelettes that are made for that. Really? With the name. Our buddy Porno Dan in his movie with Brittany Andrews, she uses it afterwards. There's like a special, a towelette that I couldn't even say on the, the name of on the air. Well, I need to get me some of that. Well. Because regular dial at, soap just does not grip to the molecules right. What is it? A dial? Yes. Like the dial bars. No, I understand. Who uses dial anymore? That's like something my grandpa would use when to get clean. You don't use dial soap, antibacterial? No, Irish, it's the best way. Irish Spring. Ah, you, you sissy. What do you, you mean? Femme. Be a man. <laughs> There's nothing femme about Irish Spring uh, ice cold sport. You, you use some dial soap and brute. That's all you use in life. And then uh, mix that up together with some Old Spice aftershave, and you're good to go. Exactly. All right, J-Dubs, have I even finished running down what we got going on tonight? So, Oh, TV sweeps. It's uh, sweeps time for the television stations and the news stations. I got three stories that are priceless. One of them done here locally by Local 6. I don't mean to call out Local 6 because they're a fantastic partner, but you can always tell it's sweeps time when you're scared of your China or your dinner. I'm always scared of China. No, not China, and you should be because they're going to win it all. I just don't like how short they are. But, well, have you seen Yao Ming? Please. Uh, but when you're scared of, like, the the dinnerware that you eat on. So there's a whole story. I have to play it for you and just the ridiculousness of that. So, J-Dubs, all of that coming up first, though, I wanted to start out with this very special thank you to the Hideout crew here on Rural Radio 104.1 for my iPod Nano that you got me. Uh, mm, it, is, I... it is bad ass. I love it. Thank you immensely. I'm kind of pissed off that I jumped the gun on giving it to you early because I, I go to Google News today and I see the big headline, Apple drops the price of iPod. <laughs> you got to be kidding. What is it now? I believe they dropped it like 20 or 30 bucks from what it was. So I, I went out and bought the uh, iPod uh, Nano and now it's like 30 bucks less than when I bought it for you. So... That is fantastic. Well, it just feels like it's a little bit more special for me. I I blame it on Chunks. That is Chunks' luck. He kept telling you, he's like, don't wait, don't wait, go buy it today. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wanted me to buy it two weeks ago. I'm like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And I, I was just out this weekend. I'm like, all right, I'll go yeah, buy actually, the iPod Nano. I remember you like uh, two or three weeks ago saying, like, I'll, I'm going to wait a week or two just in case, you know, they had the, the, the price drops. Price yeah. Because it's been out for a little while. So. Well, I appreciate it. Now, let me say that. What? When it comes to you, El Jefe, so I mean, that's why I wanted to get it early. Right, whatever. Stop kissing my ass. Turn your mic on, stupid. So, here's the thing. <laughs> I have this iPod Nano, and I went on to iTunes, because the Hideout is podcasting now. Yes, we are. We are podcasting. You can either get it through the Hideout page on RuralRadio.fm, or you can get it specifically in iTunes, subscribe for free, 
and have it delivered to your iTunes like every day at whatever time you set it up. So I subscribe because I love the show, obviously, except for the chunks parts. There's Fat Man Diaries on there. Well, here's what's so funny. I guess we can have up to five categories mm-hmm. for the podcasting. It's categories. I don't believe that we're taking full advantage of it because we have one category for the Fat Man Diaries. A one segment a week throwaway that we just use so we can go take a, a leak. Or BM. And the other one is called Hideout to Go, which is general stuff. I want five categories. Now, I know that's a lot of work, Tommy, but they don't have to be nearly as edited. Talk to Catherine. But they need to be done. Call them radigories because they're so cool. We are going to have five categories for the uh, podcasting, okay? Now, I know you do them very well, and you you edit them up and all that kind of fun stuff, but not all of them are going to be safe for mixtapes. Here are the five categories that I want for the podcasting. And if you have the iPod and the iTunes, you got to go subscribe. It's free. It's badass. I subscribe. Here's what it is, Dubs. Here are the five categories I'd like. A general category that covers anything. Mm-hmm. An interviews category for some any anything you would classify as an interview. Even when Fred Rogers calls, and I think that's an interview. How about uh, when we get really gay, we call it wadcasting. Son of a bitch, I love it. All right, wadcasting. You writing that down? Junk's write that down. <laughs> you wad. All right, now what do we take out? Because here are the other categories that I have, Dubs. Game shows. Mm-hmm. I figure that's an easy one to do, and sometimes it's fun, because sometimes we have great game, well, we always have great game shows, but with the 9 o'clock hideout door prize blowout, those are actually really fun and entertaining, and or the headlines can sometimes be really fun, and it's an everyday kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, stunts. Okay. Because I think our stunts help set us apart, you know, from a lot of the other shows. They tend to be sometimes gay, maybe they can go uh, in conjunction with the wadcasting. With the wadcasting? And then the other one I was thinking was fun with audio. But I think we can eliminate fun with audio and just put that in the general section. Yeah. And then have the wadcasting section. I like that. Now, we're the only ones. Uh, we tried to get away, Doves, from the whole, you know, specializing in homoerotic humor label that mm-hmm. we had in D.C. You want to just bring it right back with the wadcasting. Not right back, but I think uh, we should go back to our roots a little bit and let people who uh, enjoyed that. Go right there, download it, so they don't have to listen to the straight part of the show and get uh, right to the gay stuff. You realize, Let's go. You realize we're in Central Florida, though, right? Why? I don't know if the whole homoerotic thing is really going to go. That's why we just do it for the people online, give it to them right there, so they, you know, because we, we do it a little bit in here, and we can isolate that and put it online. All right, Derek and Rockledge are in the hideout. What's up, Derek? Hey, what's going on, guys? What you got, buddy? Um, anytime you have porn stars call in or in the studio, go with the wadcasting. That's a great idea. All right, now that could be a, just a completely other kind of spin. Oh, okay. to, so that's anything sexual or gay. <laughs> right, just that's one category. Anything sexual, gay, wadcasting. Dude, you're brilliant. Thank you, Derek. Good job, buddy. Hey, you want to hold on and play the game? Hold on, and uh, we'll have you play the Hideout Headlines game show. It'll be Are first up. Sure, we're going to be able to play the game? They're not back yet, are they? No. He turned, uh, Chuck just tried to call them and they turned their phone off. Why? Alright, well, you know what? I'll host the hideout headlines. Do we have the questions? Yeah, they're printed out on the printer. I'll go get them. Alright, time to play hideout headlines game show. You heard the headlines in the Phillips file. We're turning them into prizes right now. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Tommy, I know that's a lot of work. 
If you need any help from me somehow, if there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. I, I really think this podcasting is another great way. I get so many emails about it, and people are digging it so much, and it doesn't have to be as edited. Let's just get it up there, all right, in its free form. It's a hideout. Real Radio, call now to be a winner in the Hideout Headlines Game Show on Real Radio 104.1. Fat ass and fat head back in the studio after getting their food. It's a Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Time for the Hideout Headlines Game Show. You calling me a fat head? Brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Holding their inaugural public auction this Saturday, the 11th at noon. Over 20,000 square feet of showroom that has everything. Uh, 2,000 items must go. If the last bid is on a $1,000 sofa, is $100 is yours. So if the last bid is a thousand bu- is 100 bucks on a grand sofa, you can take it home with you. Uh, Wholesale Furniture Market's first auction this Saturday at noon. Wholesale Furniture Market, 436 in Castleberry, next to the Sam's Club. More information at 407-332-1314. Um, time for the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Game Show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local, national, world, sports, and entertainment. If you guess right, you win big. Big. Now here's your host. Good. <laughs> Chunks is livid at Matt. I, I think that we should even allow Chunks the opportunity to go off on them on the air. That's fine. All right, we'll do it at the end of the game show. Let's run through the game show real fast. Let's start with uh, Derek and Rockledge, who gave us a great idea for the uh, wadcasting uh, on the uh, iTunes. Good job, Derek. That means you're first up in the Hideout Headlines game show. World, national, local, sports, or entertainment. What would you like, Derek? I'm going to have to go with sports. All right, here's sports with Gibbs. All right, let's see here. Sports is true or false. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's wife and about half a dozen NHL players are being accused of placing bets with a nationwide sports gambling ring. True or false? I'm going to go with true. Ah, you are correct, sir. That is true. I'm glad you're a winner, Derek. Hold on, buddy, and thank you for the idea for the uh, wadcasting. Um, So, the great one... The great one. His wife is allegedly involved in... Some sort of gambling thing? I guess so. I guess uh, she has a problem if uh, if this is true. With feminine odor? No, not that kind of problem. No, no she has that on ice. Half a dozen <laughs> NHL players. Well, is it really bad though to be placing bets if it's his? All right, if it's his wife, I don't think it's that big a deal, is it? The the problem with that when it gets so close to a player or something like that, uh, and he doesn't play anymore. He so the forever. Yeah. But whenever it does get that close to an actual player, you don't know if she's doing it to protect him, she's going and running the bets or whatever. Ah, is that actually a rule? I mean, I understand that seems good, but is that actually the rule? I don't think it's a rule, actually. Like, I don't think it'll get you in direct trouble, but it'll definitely put a uh, red light up. No, that makes a lot of sense, J-Dubs. Let's go to Chuck in Orlando. You ready, Chuck? Yes, sir. Let's do it. World, national, local, or entertainment in the Hideout Headlines game show on this uh, Tuesday night? Oh, Heffy, let me get, uh, how about some entertainment? Oh, here's entertainment with Gibby. All right, entertainment is also true or false. Britney Spears is claiming that the reason for having her son in her lap while driving instead of in a car seat was due to a horrifying encounter with the police. True or false? 
Oh. No. Sorry, that was false. It was actually due to a horrifying encounter with the paparazzi. Uh, I want to talk about this story more in depth in a second. The main thing that I want to talk about are those stupid things your parents would do when you were a kid. It was insane when you look back at your childhood and some of the things you did with your parents. Yeah, uh, especially while in the car. Yeah, like the car they, was the main place What for they it. would allow you to do. So we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, it's the Hideout Headlines Game Show on Real Radio 104.1. We'll go uh, take it over to Sanford and Rob. Rob, are you there? Yeah, what's up? Hey, buddy. World, national, or local? Which category would you like? Uh, National. All right, here's national with the fat head. All right, national is multiple choice. Authorities say that there appeared to be a link between suspected arson fires at five rural Baptist churches last week and fires that damaged four more Baptist churches overnight in this state. Was it A, Georgia, B, Florida, C, Alabama, or D, Utah? Alabama. You're a winner. Hold on, Rob. Alabama. So what is this, a seven total churches that yeah, have been? Yeah, seven total churches. They're not sure who did it or why. Or... I'm right. Uh, let's move on. Hideout Headlines Game Show, Real Radio 104.1. Oh, I got a Tomcat in Orlando. You ready, Tomcat? Sure thing. World or local? I'm going to go with local. All right, here's local with uh, Gibbs. All right, local is true or false. Children's book author Frank Feldman, while wearing a tiger suit, climbed on top of the St. Augustine Lighthouse in the middle of the night last night to protest child pornography on the Internet. True or false? False. No. Sorry, that was true. That's funny. Dressing up like the biggest predator (laughs) in the world, the tiger, or one of the biggest predators out there, uh, to kind of protest sexual predators. I wonder, what does that do? Like, if you're going to go climb, climb a lighthouse, like, is it because it's a phallic symbol, or... Like, I, I don't know what the lighthouse I, part is. I don't know what the tiger suit is. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know the reasoning behind any of that. I don't know what he was trying to it's do. It's a very, very odd story. For someone to... I guess it got him out in the news, and it got his point across... So, mission accomplished for him, but a tiger suit and a lighthouse. Wouldn't you just figure, man, what the hell am I doing? I could go, I, I could hold a press conference, or hey, I could write a book about it. Instead, I'm in a tiger suit, uh, climbing a lighthouse. Well, that's, that's last, uh, resort right there, where you don't have really the, the talents or the know-how to write anything or do anything like that. So, hell, I'll just climb a lighthouse dressed as a tiger, that'll do it. <laughs> He should have just been at, like, the Super Bowl of Motorsports, a drunkie and Tuttle. And just gone out there and tried to jump some things and say, I'm jumping this. Uh... Touch you the tiger? <laughs> Maybe that was his gimmick. All right, let's keep it in Orlando and go with Joe. Joe, are you ready? Your ass is great. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I had a quick question, though, Yeah. before I started. Doesn't Matt Albert look like the bastard son of King Kong and Nell Carter? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, come on, right. give him a break. All right, here we go, Joe. Uh, here is, you're left with World. All right. All right, man, World is fill in the blank. NATO peacekeepers and Afghan police exchanged fire with protesters who attacked this embassy today in the second straight day of violent demonstrations over cartoons of Prophet Muhammad. Which, Man, I got a, what, what the hell do I got a name? The uh, uh, NBC. Which, which embassy? Which embassy was it? Albert? <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Sorry, no. sorry. It was the Danish embassy. Yeah, that was a little tough, Gibbs. Yeah, that was a, a little more difficult than the normal ones. 
I might have traded that one, uh, that one into a true and false for maybe uh, oh, the, the paparazzi one or, yeah. the, or the tiger suit. So Dubs, I was wondering why are they protesting so much? It's like you know, it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? And then I uh, and then I heard what the cartoon was about. Okay, and it is apparently Muhammad has a turban mm-hmm. on that has a uh, bomb like in it or sticking out of it or something. I'm like, wow. That's it, it's not a it, it's not a good thing, and I, I definitely think people should be outraged. But people are dying over this. Well, here's the other thing about it too, though. Um, they also said, I heard. Remember when we were talking to Deuce Chill that one time mm-hmm. about the name, like in the Jewish culture, that you can't say? You can't say, say this uh, certain name? Apparently, Muhammad is to never, you're never supposed to draw him. Oh, wow. Like, that's a huge thing. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded like the biggest deal was. They so, not only did they draw Muhammad, but they, they drew him with a bomb in his turban. I, I'm not going to lie, man. I mean, dying over it, I don't know. But that shows conviction. I mean, when you really are, when you get pissed off, you get pissed off, and you want you don't want people messing with your maker. You know, and it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Why even do that? You know, as uh, it, far the, as the, why... the cartoon doesn't make sense, and the people who are protesting everything got to wise up a little bit and kind of help the cause instead of hurt it. You know, when when you go out there and you're uh, killing and dying and all this other stuff over a cartoon which is making fun of you for that reason it doesn't help the cause irony uh let's go to uh, liz in the millennia area what do you got liz i was wondering what was the name of that author who dressed like a tiger my boyfriend wants to know uh frank uh feldman frank feldman what kind of books do you children's have? books yes uh, I don't know about any of the titles, Liz. I'm sorry, I don't know about that. And you're cutting out on us. Yeah, sorry about that. Anonymous sent us an email. Double check the uh, story. I saw a clip of him putting the flag up on the news today. It was light out. I don't think it was night. So I guess maybe just the fact that he didn't climb it in the middle of the night. <sighs> maybe he's done it twice. Or maybe Gibbs didn't get it right. Oh, I promise. M- I'll print it out. MSNBC said it was that night. All right, Chunks, when would you like to yell at these two? You want to do it during the island? You have, have one minute, you have yelling? Come in here and use mine. Yeah, why don't you just, uh, your headphones broke? Yeah. The Bose headphones? Yeah, cracked a little. I think I can fix it. Well, how do they break? It's just a quarter-inch adapter. Oh, okay. Why don't you come in during the island? Because I know you're livid at these two. I think it might take longer than a minute. Well, he only gets a minute because I don't want to hear him yell for longer than a minute. I won't yell. I want you to yell no, for that minute. I actually want you to yell at these guys for being late to the show. So it's come hi- on in here. Go and ahead and get in here. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Baby, can't you see? Tuesday night in the hideout, it is Real Radio 104.1, funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Thank you for tuning in. I am El Jefe, and that is J-Dubs. We're finally uh, at full staff, mm. as uh, well mm. as everyone is in studio now. It feels very weighed down now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. Hideout Door Prize blowout still coming up for you. Uh, we'll talk to David Green, NASCAR Bush Series, number 27, Kleenex Car, Annoying Things Men. 
and women doing bed, uh, the TV sweeps audio, just fun stuff. Right now, though, Britney apparently. There are photos of her. Where were the photos found? Uh, Matt, you found them, right? Where'd you see them? I found it on the superficial.com, and I found it also on uh, I don't like you that way.com. In that way.com. In, In that way. way. And that's actually a, that's a funny name for a website. <laughs> Um, but she's driving, I guess she's in her black Escalade, like, driving down the highway, and her infant is sitting in her lap. Like, not even buckled in, it doesn't look like, just, just sitting there. Like, like a, like a mini, um, cushion or something. Now, in, in the early 80s and everything, when we were growing up, do you think this would have been that big of an issue? I think every kid drove on their parents' lap. Now, when was when did the whole thing finally happen? Was it in the late 80s where car seats were the big deal? And not only were they... It was like, all right, car seats, car seats became a must. Then all of a sudden, maybe in the early 90s, it was car seats have to go in the back seat. The back seat. You and, can't uh, have them in the front seat. And, like, facing backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back seat and backwards. Or if they're if they're in the front seat, it has to be backwards. Yeah. But then it was like, don't even put it in the front seat. Put it in the back seat. And uh, the uh, not put it in the front seat came from the every car having the airbags, where the airbags would go and then it would push it up and basically squish the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny thought, man. When you think, well, just when you thought of when you think of a baby's head like crushing. Like a melon. Yeah, it's kind of funny when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like a gusher fruit snack. Yeah. Everything's much safer when you put it in the back seat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, she's trying, and it just it kind of leads me to think of. All right. First of all, you know we all did this when we were growing up at some point. Well, I until uh, I was about five, I lived in a trailer park in Brighton, Michigan, and. Uh, there, you? Trailer one, Park? One of my earliest memories... Mid-Michigan? Yes. One of my earliest memories is uh, me sitting on my mom's lap, actually steering the car through the trailer park while she uh, used the gas in the... Uh, Going after brake. pit bulls and Rottweilers? And I remember she had to grab the wheel because I almost hit this big rock right next to the play area at the trailer park. I have an experience like that, except I was a, you know... Shocker, I was a big five-year-old, mm-hmm. so I could reach the pedals <laughs> and, uh, and the steering wheel. So my mom was in the passenger seat. I'm there by myself. It's just a straight road. I'm just going down. It's, speed limit's Ew. 10 miles an hour. And I'm just going, and I, for some reason, I get distracted, and I gun it, and I swerve the wheel, and my mom has to recover. I almost crash into, like... Uh, suburban. So oddly, just like, enough, oddly enough, he hasn't gotten much better today. I was going to say, just like you're trying to go to Walmart or Chipotle, apparently. Uh, ladies first in the hideout, Sandy in the Palm Coast. What do you got, Sandy? Oh, well, when my kids were young, um, I had a station wagon, and we had the car seats in the very back of the station wagon. I guess my son was three and my daughter was about eight. And mm-hmm. I let them sit in the station wagon, I mean, in the car seats, and they weren't strapped in or anything. And we'd go... Um, down this road that had these huge hills and so when you go up the hill of course they'd fly back and hit the door and then when you go down the hill they, the car seats would slide across the back of the uh, station wagon and hit the seat and then you could go around these curves and so then they would fly into the side of the, no, um, and, and the here, car and here's the thing about that sandy thank you sweetie as a kid that was part of the fun 
of being in the back of the station wagon getting thrown around everywhere. That was actually part of the fun. Now, my what what happened to the station wagons? Where did they go? SUVs. And why is there no wood paneling outside cars anymore? <laughs> well, they have it on PT Cruisers now. Yeah. Well, ran out of trees. That's the problem. <laughs> ran out of fake paneling trees. Right. Uh, Lewis and Ocala, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, Lewis? Hey, how you doing, half and Dubs? What's up, yep. buddy? Hey, the Britney Spears thing, you know, she's stupid as it is anyway. Right. But um, my real quarrel is that I called earlier and Chuck answered the phone and he was supposed to put me on the game show. Mm-hmm. He said I was going to be on the game show, but left me on hold for 25 minutes and then hanged up on me. Oh, are you serious? Chunks. All right, give him a prize. Give him something out of the prizes. Hold on, Lewis. I'm sorry, buddy. Hang tight. Yes, sir. What's going on over there? See what happens? See what goes on. Because someone has to get a burrito because they're a big fat ass. All right, 407 Yeah, I remember my dad uh, and my mom letting, letting you steer, mm-hmm. like just sitting on their lap. I think my mom, especially, like sitting on her lap and steering for a little while, like on long trips, and yeah. that kind of thing. Our my big thing when I was uh, younger was we had uh, a car and they had bucket seats in it, so I would be sitting like almost right in the middle of the car, like in between the bucket seats, talking to my mom and dad, and it was just so dangerous when you think about it. Oh yeah, you'd stand exactly, you'd stand up or you'd reach over to grab some of their soda which was in the front, and you'd sit there and you'd drink it, then you'd reach back over and put it back. Yeah, and then you think the slushies. If, if there was any sort of a break. You were so going through the front of that conversion van. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even close. And then the other thing, too, and does it even happen much anymore nowadays, where if you were a kid and you had a big van or maybe a station wagon, I guess today SUV, uh, just laying down in that back seat, oh, and yeah. how incredibly dangerous that would be if you got into an accident, if you're sitting there and you're just, if you're just laying down in your back seat. Also, you'd always sleep on trips as a kid, never buckled in, of course. But why did, is it... You always wake up right when you pull into your uh, exactly. own driveway. <laughs> you never sleep through that. For some reason, you know when you're home, you know when you're pulling into that driveway. Like an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888 Bobby Hill, what's up, Bobby? Hey, Bob, say Dubs, what's going on? What's Son up, of a bitch, you're back. <laughs> I don't see how you get off uh, playing Britney Spears putting her kid in her lap when you used to sit on four of your cousin's laps in the Mexican car. Okay, you know what? Sadly, it's true. I can't, uh, I really can't deny it. Uh, but it was also in the back of the El Camino, and that's no lie either. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Night, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I want to remind you, this Thursday, it is uh, birthday week. It's my actual birthday, the 10th, and we'll be broadcasting live from the Premier Adult Factory Outlet. Do join us chance to win a supermarket spree through the premier adult factory outlet that's uh 5009 south orange blossom show just south of holden but because it is birthday week coming up j-dubs uh this uh thursday yeah patty mcgee's uh irish american bar 2083 aloma avenue in winter park behind the mellow mushroom huge announcement about that patty mcgee's in just about an hour cool uh, big thing that we're going to start um, but big thing uh, is a uh, full liquor, smokers welcome, hideout happy hour, 7 to 9. We change the back a little bit, give you a little bit more time. Dollar domestic drafts and shooters. So dollar uh, dollar beer, dollar draft beer, and uh, dollar shooters. 
So that should be a lot of fun this Thursday. Come hang out with me, have some beers, buy me some beer. It's the uh, day before my birthday. Um, 407-916-1041, and star-1041 in your singular wireless phone. Talking about this Britney Spears driving in her SUV down the highway uh, with her kid just sitting in her lap. Like, it's no big deal. Uh, like a toddler. Even is it even? It's not even a year yet, is it? No. And it's just sitting there while she's rolling down. But he has his own song coming out. <clears throat> no, that's her that's, husband. That's K-Fed. Who oh. say, say my cue. Acts like a kid. Oh, sorry, I got confused. No, I hear you. I understand. Papo Zhao. Uh, Lenny and Deltona, you're in the hideout. What's up, Lenny? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Uh, all right, buddy. Uh, first of all, F.A., happy birthday, brother. I appreciate it, my friend. Come hey, no sweat. Hey, listen, um, I don't know if it's... I'm from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I know Brittany's from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a Louisiana thing. I don't know if it's, you know, the way you grew up or not. But I can remember my brother and I growing up, and not only did we sit in our mom and dad's lap when we were driving and we were allowed to turn the steering wheel, but I can remember taking road trips up to the Smoky Mountains and actually laying in the back window. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do brother, remember let that. Let me tell you what. My brother and I would fight for that back window. <laughs> it was the and most prized possess you bet. Oh, man, we'd have to flip a coin. Who got the back window? Guess what? Whoever's good and does all the chores gets to ride in the back window on the way up there. You know? And huh? that's just the way things were. You didn't, you didn't have this. And guess what? If you laid in the back seat, well, then, oh, well, you laid in the back seat. But even that today, that's... You know, that's taboo. You don't do it. Right. How many but, times? You know, those were the most comfortable spots. Stretching out, laying in the back window was great because you got to see all the cars, put your feet up, stick your feet out the window, whatever have you. No, I got you. Thank you, uh, Lenny. How many times did you almost get in a fist fight with your brother or sister while trying to get a uh, shotgun? Oh, so many. You're just yelling <laughs> in the middle of the store. No, you don't. You got it on the way up here. It's my turn. Well, Lenny brings it up too. Like when he sounded like he was probably in his thirties or something mm-hmm. growing up. That's the thing, though. I mean, that's like in the eighties, seventies, where that was okay. But now there's so much out there. It's like Britney is literally living in 1983, and she's in her Monte Carlo, and uh, that's what my mom had when we were growing up—a brown Monte Carlo. <laughs> we were so excited she got a brown Monte Carlo. Oh my God. Yeah, and when you look back at your life. It's always pathetic. You're like, oh, I can't believe I was riding around in that Caprice Classic. That Ford Temple. Oh, God. Tempo. Tempo. Yeah. It was that crappy. I just had a Tempo until yeah, I left the Tempo Michigan. of Doom. The tempo of Doom, man. It was uh. uh Roger in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Roger? Well, I'm a little older than most of you guys, but I grew up in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And when I was three years old, I lived on a farm with mom and dad. And my first chore was to steer the tractor while Dad put the hay on the back of the wagon. Now, how old were you again? Three. <laughs> wow. All right, you know what, Roger? Uh, you got, you're making us look lazy. If you're out there steering tractors at the age of three, I really feel like an ass when I'm just now learning to uh, walk or uh, Dad poop. Dad told me just keep it between the ditches, son. Oh, that's awesome. All right, thank you, Roger. <laughs> at that age, that's actually fun, though. That doesn't seem like work. You're like, yeah, I love. I'll drive it. I'm an adult now. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you need. Oh, guess what I did this weekend? I drove the tractor. <laughs> we played Monopoly all weekend. Lucky. Uh, Curtis in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Curtis? Hey, how you doing? What's up, buddy? 
Hey, uh, I just want to tell you, you know, I grew up in a, in a family where uh, my mom was Italian, and uh, every, uh, almost every other weekend we, uh, we had, like, dinner at my grandmother's house mm -hmm. with, like, all my other cousins, and right around 7, 8 o'clock, the adults wanted to play poker. So they would put wine in our bottles so that we would all, like, pass out. It was like Jim Jones, Guyana thing. We'd all pass out wherever we were uh, standing. And then they would drink and play poker to 11 and then just heap us in the back of the car and drive home with a buzz on. Now, you know, here's what's so funny, Curtis, and thank you for the phone call. Remember falling asleep at your one of your parents' parties and then waking up in your bed and just being like, how the hell did this happen? Or you go to your cousin's house or something, you end up falling asleep on the couch there, and then you wake up at home. And you're just like, when did... Or, like you said in the last break, wake you up. wake up when you're pulling into your driveway. Mm -hmm. And you're just looking around like, how did this happen? How did my pants get off again? <laughs> <laughs> my parents must be strong. Um, that reminds me too of the the beer thing. I just remember driving with my dad one time in his yellow Camaro, uh, just driving down Dallas, someone one one road, Mockingbird Avenue or Blaine or whatever mm -hmm. it was. And remember those beer like those holders? And I, to me, they were beer holders where you put them inside like the little rubber yeah. thing with your glass. Him having a Bud Light, me going, I want some. I don't like. Eight, nine, grabs it, hands it to me, I drink it. And I'm like, that's nasty. No, it was a Coors Light. My dad's a Coors Light guy. And I'm thinking, this is awful. And I give it back to him for the longest time because of that one experience. I hated beer until I got to college. I uh, I remember, and all the way through growing up, my dad did not drive anywhere without a beer next to him. And I, I never knew it was a bad thing to have a beer while you're driving. Because my dad did it everywhere. I remember getting pulled over one time. It was uh, me, my sister, my in the back seat, my dad driving, and my mom in the passenger seat. And my dad rushing the beer underneath the seat, trying to get my mom to hide it. So and uh, tell uh, the officer that she's been drinking a lot because <laughs> the beer actually spilled when they were trying to put it underneath the back seat. Oh, uh, don't you wish sometimes too? Like I've gone before. Like, I'm probably going to do this tonight. I'm going to go grab a six-pack. Mm -hmm. And I wish that like, I could, as soon as I grab it, just pop it open and begin to drink it like it was. And I don't live very far. No. You know, and just Couple drive blocks. it right down the block. You know, I'm just driving around the corner. I would love to be able to just go ahead and drink a little beer, a beer while I'm driving. Go ahead, do it. There's no cops around that lake. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not that area. Not in our neighborhood. <laughs> It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 LFA and J-Dubs. Reminding you this Thursday, I'm going to make a big announcement about Patty McGee's Irish American Bar. Prices every 20 minutes and also two dollar domestic drafts and shooters. I am your host. The one and only time I will be your host at Patty McGee's. Come have a beer with me because it is birthday week. Um, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Uh, lines are jam-packed right now, but uh, if you hear someone drop off, uh, that's when you want to dial it up. Actually, 16 seconds before that, but uh, you don't know. Uh, 407-916-1041, Be psychic. Uh, exactly. All right, a couple of things we have on the table. Because of Brittany...
and her driving with her baby on her lap. We're just sitting here thinking, all right, some of the stupid stuff that our parents allowed us to do when we were growing up. And then the other thing on the table, too, is why is it called riding shotgun? Shotgun! Yeah, someone brought it up on the uh, instant messenger, and I'm sitting there thinking, I have no idea why it's called shotgun. Let's go to Cliff in Jacksonville. You're in the hideout. What's up, Cliff? Hey, man. How you doing? All right, buddy. Hey, the reason it's called shotgun, that comes from the early days of the revenue men. When uh, they would all load up in their old Model A Fords and such. Mm-hmm. The driver drove, and the man on the passenger side normally, you know, like they would be a pickup truck load. But uh, the but the passenger man carried a shotgun, and he was called fake shotgun. That's where it actually started from. Was the uh, the term there to, you know, you got shotgun. All right, well, so the man, with the, the man with the shotgun was the passenger side man. Why was he Why was he carrying a shotgun? So when they rode up on all one of the moonshine still they could the shootout broke out. They'd have an upper hand. Ah. Right? Oh, wow. All right, thank you, Cliff. Appreciate that info, bro. All right, we got a couple of other people, too. We'll go to another Cliff in Keystone Heights. Is that, is that, was uh, the last Cliff correct? Uh, well, my theory it goes back even a little further than that, back like to the Old West with the stagecoaches. You know, because that's, you know, you had the guy who drove the horses and the guy who sat next to him with the shotgun. You, you, you know, know what? That's what I've heard. Oh. All right, and I'm sure, yeah. So your your theory is just a little bit before. All right, yeah. Thank you, Cliff. Appreciate that. Thanks, guys. But uh, same in uh, you know the reasoning. All right. Well, we have another guy who knows. Now I just got to see if I can confirm this with Bill in the land. Bill, what do you got, dude? All right, same thing. It's shotgun was a stagecoach. All right, stagecoach. That makes stage it good. Riding shotgun on a stagecoach. All right, that makes it official. Then thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, no problem. All right, I'm glad we have our experts out there. <laughs> And they're all named Cliff. Mm-hmm. All right, that's kind of cool. So that's where the shotgun comes from. And that's where Cliff Note comes from. Wow. Who knew? Chad in Bradington, you're in the hideout. What's up, Chad? Hey, guys. Um, I'm definitely not defending uh, Brittany here besides the fact that I'd love to be the one on her lap. But if you look closely at this picture here, I mean... So you want to come back as a herpy? You know, first off, the kid's hair's not blowing. Hers isn't blowing. And, you know, how many pictures of, of stars do you see driving down the road with their window down? So let me just say that this picture, in fact, is even real. All right. All right. Where where did you see it again uh, on Matt? What was the name of the website you saw it on? The superficial.com. I can't spell that. Give me the other one. Uh, I don't like you in that way.com. I, I don't like you in that way.com. Like it was an inside edition last night, too. That way.com. Were you uh, chewing gravel while you were watching? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey, asking. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate that info, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> what the hell, man? Thanks, Jeremy. Guy didn't do anything to you. He's questioning the authentication of my uh, my pictures. It's not like you did it. Right, hold on. Matt left the I house mean, to take right, Here's the thing, though. It, does, it doesn't say how fast she was going, because looking at this picture, it looks incredibly real. I don't think it could be fake at all. That's her. Dude, That just, just seeing that, though, brings back so many memories. And she is completely that kind of person. I mean, she grew up in that area where... Uh, it, it, you know, in the city and stuff, I don't think people did it as much. But when you're backwoods, yeah. you do it all the time. Like Dubs is, yeah. <laughs> Ladies, first, it's true. Ladies first in the hideout. Mandy in Edgewater. What's up, Mandy? Hi. How are you? All right. What you got? Um, 
I just wanted to make a comment about the shotgun thing. Mm-hmm. The guy that was on the phone earlier, he was he was completely right. Is but goes back into the old days where um you know they used to have a a wingman that was on the passenger side of the car that used to have the shotgun and in case anything broke out, you know my mm-hmm. grandfather told me that one time. All right, but, thank um, you, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to tell you a story about my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, real fast. Drive around, drive around with blue cooler like my whole entire life, and I used to think that it was no big deal. But he used to drink beer all the time. Drive yeah, it. and you, you, when you're that young, you just find it to be common, and you think everybody does it, yes. and you can't wait to start driving with a beer on your side. And the thing that sucks the most about it is that that damn cooler's in the back seat, and you have nowhere to put your feet. So you've got to sit there uh, Indian style. Not only do you have to uh, you know, not be able to put your feet down, you have to hand him each beer <laughs> and open it for him. Come on, well, no, Dad. He, beer me. You know, he used to have it right there in the front seat because he did law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So he never really worried about it. He used to have it right there in the front seat, and he would just lean over and grab a beer out of the cooler and be chugging it while he was driving down the road. And oh. I don't think it was ever a few. That he would ever get pulled over. Now, would he, would he throw some of the full ones at you? Yeah. Was he holding the shotgun? <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. I appreciate it, sweetie. No, but he was eating gravel. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Just going back to just stupid things that parents would let you do, one of my uncles, not the one that, you know, told me not to tell Oh, Russ. the one that didn't exist. No. <laughs> but one of my uncles would let my cousins play sword fights with baseball oh, bats. Uh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> with baseball bats. <laughs> and just one time, I guess, one of my cousins missed, and it hit him right in the arm and broke his humerus Ooh. right in half. Humerus? Like the upper arm. Is that why you're so funny? <laughs> yes. Now, what my parents would let me do, and my friends do, we would uh, have wrestling matches in our house, and we would uh, the top rope would be the banister. So we'd be <laughs> standing from the banister doing, like, belly flops onto each other, onto uh, I remember as a kid, though, you were indestructible. Oh, yeah. You couldn't be faded at that point. Uh, Melanie, in Winter Springs, you're in the hideout. What's up, Melanie? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, uh, on The View this morning, they were saying that, uh, I don't know if you can tell in the picture you have, there's a bodyguard in the car with her. Um, she had stopped at a outside a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and the bodyguard had gone in to get something. She took the baby out of the car seat, was playing with him while she was waiting, and was swarmed by paparazzi. So as soon as the bodyguard jumped back in the car, she was freaking out and didn't want to have to get out to put the baby back. So she just kind of... So she put the baby's life in danger. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so I know what I'll do. I'll use them as a pillow between me and the steering wheel. I'm all about using uh, babies as body armor, especially in Iraq. True. Uh, but I think, you know, if you're a celebrity, you can you can put the baby in the back seat. Thank you, I Melanie. I think so, too, but that's what they said. All right, now we got Hi. we got an issue, J-Dubs. Jamie on 50, you're in the hideout. What's up, Jamie? What's up, man? What you got? Uh, I was sitting here listening to your radio just riding down mm-hmm. the road. Thank uh, you. The deal with the shot, shotgun being back in the Wild West days, mm-hmm. it has to date later than that because... In the Wild West days, they didn't have any shotguns. They were rifles. Huh. So if we called a rifle, then it would make sense. But it's not as much fun. Um, right. 
right, so, all right, now I, I, I had the idea that we'd put this to rest. Now Jamie comes in saying, no, that's not it at all. All right, thank you, Jamie. Yeah, I can't imagine yelling, rifle. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, coming up in the uh, next 15 minutes, we're going to talk to uh, David Green, NASCAR Bush Series, number 27 Kleenex car. We'll chat with him about the upcoming race. Uh, lines jam-packed, J-Dubs. Yeah. We'll clear off a couple of them and then get over to the uh, shotgun issue, which we're still having issues I can't believe this. I thought we added. Uh, I thought the uh, Cliffs got us through it, but well, there's another not. one says that he has an answer to it. But first, let's get to our buddy Heretic Zeppelin in the hideout. Uh, what do you got, Zeppelin? Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, conclude this whole shotgun issue. First, whoever called and said that they carried rifles, they didn't have shotguns. He was a retard because of the fact that shotguns, double barrel shotguns at that, have been around since the late 1700s. All right, well, yeah. fair enough. Thank you, Zeppelin. I take your word for it. So. And also, the true meaning of shotgun came from, as back when fire trucks first came out, the gear shifter was the size of a shotgun. <laughs> was that hold by you? So <laughs> when you? When you had to ride shotguns, that's what you had to do. You had to ride the shotgun. All right. But, and what's the other thing you have? Oh, well, just, uh, I can't really. I was reviewing the the topic of the matter, and I really can't discuss it over here. <laughs> one-upping everybody. You guys would drop me. I uh, know. I want to hear about you one-upping on the car trip. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, there was, a, there was a truck trip where I uh, pleasured myself through Iraq while driving a, a Humvee. <laughs> and then there was the other one back when I, uh, I kind of I kind of would ice cream. So I can't really tell the other one. All <laughs> right, Zeppelin. Thank you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> No, I need to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he sold the quarter out, Ronnie. That son of a bitch. I got to know. We'll just ask him. He'll probably be out of Patty McGee's with me on Thursday for the hideout happy hour from 7 to 9. I'll buy him a dollar draft if he'll tell me the story. <laughs> I bet it involves an M16 of some kind. Mm, more than likely. Or someone that is 16. <laughs> Senor Hamburglar, what do you got real fast, brother? Um... Yeah, my parents used to let me rape dogs from the car. Okay, you son of a bitch. Why are you going to wait a hole for 35 minutes that to, run your, to run your one gimmick? It's hilarious. It's one joke. Raping but dogs is great, but he works it in so many different ways. Yeah, I have a story about uh, car trips. All right, here's another Cliff in Haines City. What do you got, Cliff? All right, man. I ain't really, I ain't really Cliff, but I got to tell you this. Just because <laughs> You there? Uh, you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm here. Okay. All right. Now I was I was with Zeppelin and it was Eddie. He was right all the way up until he's talking about fire trucks. Mm-hmm. He just went right off the road into a tree on that. Right. It's called shotgun because of the stage coaches and because of the money box. They always sit up there and the Indians attacking and all that. Well, you had a shotgun. Damn Indians. Right beside the driver. So yeah, it's called shotgun because of the stage coach. Ah, all right, all right, that's it. I, Everybody's yeah. going back to the stage coach. I'm just also, taking as that. Far as, as far as, like, uh, the crazy stuff that your parents let you do, um, mm-hmm. I'm from Arkansas, so all we got is fields there. So after they till the fields up, then a bunch of us kids would go out and just start picking up dirt cloth, and we called it dirt cloth fighting. And whoever cried and went home, well, then that's who lost. Uh, that, that sounds like fun, too. That's good old-fashioned fun. Sounds like a dog rape, too. 
<laughs> Don't be stealing this bit. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no more uh, shotgun calls. I'm done. Stagecoach, we got it down. I'm just going to accept that as fact. Moose, now to Mont, you're in the hideout. What's up, Moose? Hey, man, look. No, I'm just kidding, bro. I don't have any shotgun stories. No, it was so uh, funny. It, no, I'm not even. Why is it always start? Hey! 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 That's, that's my bad, man. Look, here, here's the thing. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Florida, and my aunt and uncle used to have a beat up Dodson. Mm-hmm. Remember the Dodsons would turn into Nissan? Right. Yeah. Just a piece of crap that only idled by about 10 miles an hour. We lived on a street that had three houses, a convenience store, and nine churches. So essentially, we would drive our car down to the convenience store. And, I mean, me and my seven-year-old cousin. My parents never once like tried to stop us. The car would only idle to so- 10. We'd ride it down there, like roll into something. It would back how, up at 10 miles an hour, we'd drive it back home. Your cousin was seven years old, and how old were you? Uh, six and a half, seven. About the same age. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm telling you, Podunk, Florida, brother, like, there's a reason Britney Spears is riding around with an infant in her seat. Right. Thank you, Moose. Appreciate it, brother. Wow, man. It's insane when you think back to it, because you'd never let kids do it now. Because they play Grand Theft Auto, and they try to get out and kill a hooker in the middle of it. It's getting points. Speaking of hookers, um, I gotta say, uh, thank you once again to TL, Heretic TL, for getting me. I'm gonna let you borrow the, the Boondocks. Ah. That show, The Boondocks, uh, I guess it's episodes one through five, and the one that I watched today was about the grandfather falling in love with a hooker. And it's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's an incredibly funny ass show. You gotta Is check it out. Is it on air anymore? I think it's on Adult Swim. Yeah, oh. I think the bo- I think I'm pretty sure it's still on. Chuck, see if you can get the guy from the Boondocks to come into the hideout. Aaron Magruder. Yeah. <laughs> you watching it all, Matt? I've seen the dad, the grandfather falling in love with the stripper. You've That's, seen that episode? Yeah. That was the one I saw today. The one where they put R. Kelly on trial. It's literally the R. Kelly trial for the uh, peeing incident. Mm-hmm. And they play out the whole trial, dude. And it is just hilarious. And the other funny thing is, too, is like, I wanted to pull clips from it, but none of it we could play on the radio. Just all about excretion. <laughs> it just, like, everywhere. Mm. Yeah, no, I, now I know I understand. Now you're all of a sudden, you're thirsty. Sounds like a trip to the Walmart. Jimmy Jam, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Jimmy Jam? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, leader of the Heretics, hereticshideout.com. Yeah, all the heretics you want to hit me up to, uh, heretics hide out of yahoo.com. Nice. Uh, oh yeah, so the shotguns and, uh, that, that all came from, uh, out in the Vietnam War when they were blowing shotguns with the weed. I mean, someone told me that. I don't. Alright, that's not where it came from, Jimmy Jam. They didn't come from shotgunning beer or weed or anything like that. And if it did, then I feel like to. Actually, why don't we just say that's where it came from? Came from Nam? Eh, just shotgunning a beer in the uh, passenger seat while you're driving along. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your uh, singular wireless phone. So I, th- I think the overall thing that we've learned is that Brittany, uh still living in the early 80s and in uh, backwoods Louisiana. It's odd that uh, that the shotgun thing is carried over each generation yeah. where... You know, uh, all right, you have to yell shotgun, and everybody, you know, and you do it all the way through high school. 
with all your friends. Right. It's not just a thing when you do when you're a kid with your uh, brother or sister. You carry that into high school, sometimes college, sometimes I'm even sh- past that. I'm sure they do it in the uh, the old people homes. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as who gets the good seat sitting there to watch the feud. Um, or who gets the other uh, seat at the uh, chess chair. Dub, speaking of uh, Brittany and just kind of hot chicks, it's time to make the announcement. Mm-hmm. So Thursday night, Patty McGee's, I'm going to be there, hideout happy hour, 7 to 9, dollar draft, uh, domestic drafts, dollar shooters. Um, it's on Aloma Avenue, 2083, uh, right there in Winter Park. Uh, so anyway, uh, great idea that was thrown out, and I, I don't know if you even know about this yet. You know we're doing the 17 stunts on the 17th in Melbourne. 17 stunts on the 17th, yes. How about getting a ring girl? Who would a very hot chick to just walk around with ring cards marking off the stunts for the crowd out at uh, Metro Entertainment in Melbourne? So, first stunt, she walks across the one? Yeah, all the way through 17. I like that. Just like a fun little, I don't know, here's a hot chick, we're doing stunts, we're being manly, we'll be drinking beer out at Metro in Melbourne. Tuttle will be beating himself up for not knowing anything about fantasy football and losing. Now, will this girl be wearing uh, a very skimpy skimpy outfit, maybe even a bikini? She's a ring girl. Absolutely. Bikini. So here's what I'd like to do over the next, what's today, the seventh? Ten days. All right. And I'd like to start it at Patty McGee's. Let's find a ring girl. Let's find a ring girl for the 17th in Melbourne. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we're going to be looking here in Orlando initially because that's where our events are going to be. You know, we've got this Patty McGee's with me coming up this Thursday and the live broadcast Friday at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet. So to throw it up and make it a little bit more for you instead of just the honor of being a ring girl for the hideout, get you an iPod Shuffle. Ah, so uh, if you if you uh, are a hot chick that wants an iPod Shuffle and uh, wants to be a ring girl. Come on, do it. Exactly. The first place where I'll be taking, you know, suggestions or looking over the chicks will be this Thursday at Patty McGee's. So if you decide you have what it takes to be a ring girl, or your girlfriend does, you know, or you think your wife's hot enough to be a ring girl for the 17th. I want a pregnant one. (laughs) Well, you have your own thing, but I'd actually like it to be real. Why you guys do no? No. I have a freak and I want to fill it. Well, do it on the internet. Don't do it at. I do, but it's not doing it for me anymore. I need some hot me on preg action. Well, Well, get your wife pregnant again with your two kids. Yeah, you already have two kids. You've already been there and done that. But it's been four years. That had been three. No, one's four and one's seven. You know this. You just went to my one's fourth birthday. Oh, that's right. When is his birthday? Was that the January eleventh? When's the other one's birthday? March 31st. <laughs> I'm going to say 36. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All right, there are 31 days in March. I, was, I knew it was the last day in March, so I, I just remember if it was the 30th or the 31st. What grade is the oldest one? Smack in? Daddy. I'll give him time to Second. make that up. Smack Daddy, you're in the hideout. What's up, Smack Daddy? Hey, how about 17 ring rolls? Uh, here's one, the thing. Free, one free stunt. I'd love that. Uh, we can't afford 17 iPod shuffles. You got to pay them? 
Well, uh, we're, we're giving away an iPod Shuffle for the ring girl. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I like the girl. She's going to be doing a little work. I'm also going to work on a bar tab, but I can't guarantee the bar tab. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we could probably get a little something out of the folks over at Metro yeah. uh, in Melbourne. I'm sure, though. To hook up a lovely, because I'd love by the 17th stunt to have a very drunk ring girl. Holding the numbers upside down. Right. What if she starts out with 17 pieces of clothing, and each round she <laughs> takes one off? I like that. That's actually not a bad idea, Tommy. I'm digging that, too. And that would be enough where you don't know if she's pregnant at first because she's wearing all no, these shirts. No, we're not doing a pregnant ring girl. Unless it's like two weeks in, and she doesn't really know. <sighs> How about really? just about three hours in? <laughs> we uh, meet up with her beforehand, and she's about three hours pregnant. Hey, look, whatever. All I'm saying is we're looking for ring girls, and we're looking for them beginning this Thursday with me, the hideout happy hour, my pre-birthday party. And it wouldn't be awesome to get a pregnant girl a free bar tab? Yes. That's something to go back to the 80s, too, because mom's always drank then, too. She's not pregnant. Can we get her pregnant there? Okay, I uh, just did that joke. Mm-hmm. Or, so- actually, I don't think it was a joke, though. That's the thing. <laughs> So anyway, there it is. Uh, let me know if you're interested. We'll start it, though, at Patty McGee's this Thursday. The Hideout and Real Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. and Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. Um, Waiting for David Green to call him. I thought we were supposed to call him. But I guess he's supposed to be calling us. And that was supposed to happen five minutes ago. So, um, all right. Now, CJ has already said that she will uh, audition to be a ring girl. Really? Nice. I'm kind of surprised by that. that. Really? I think she wants the iPod shuffle. I just don't see her as the type to really want to, like, show off much. She can't wear her hat during the... <laughs> yeah, really. That's true. Might be hot. Uh, a hot chick with a hat and... Hat hair. I'd rather see the bald spot. <laughs> Probably does. It's like Alan Alda under there. She has a monk going on. Skull it. I just told her to call in, see if she's really interested in being the ring girl. You know, win an iPod shuffle, possibly a uh, bar tab. I think they could be a lot of fun. I think she's going out to the Melbourne gig anyway, so it could work out. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of chicks out there anyway, so they should uh, try out for the ring girl thing and see if they can get a, a little uh, prize out of it. Well, I definitely wanted to look and see if we got any prime talent coming up, but I know we're going to have plenty of girls there who we could probably even make up a uh, mm-hmm. bikini thing for once we get to Melbourne. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Dubs, while we wait for David Green, um, some of the up uh, other stuff coming up for you. Annoying things that men and women do in bed. We're going to wait till after 10 o'clock to discuss this. You know, we never got the chance to play any of that TV audio. Yeah. All right, you know what, Chunk? Let's go ahead and do that while we're waiting here. Um, play me on the new CD from the day, Chunks. Play, start with track three. Now, the reason this is so interesting, this is actually out of uh, Pennsylvania, Dubs. Mm-hmm. The reason why this one's so interesting is you got to hear the circumstances of this guy and what's going on with him and his story, and then hear the way he talks to the reporter at the end. So take into account where he is in life and the charges that he's up for, and then the way he kind of talks to the reporter at the end when he's being let out in his uh, cuffs. Okay. Track three out of Pennsylvania, 
uh, NBC 10 up there. Earl Downey is now accused of a parole violation and solicitation of a prostitute. But his major woes stem from the August death of Ashley Berg of Willingboro, New Jersey. Downey is accused of supplying cocaine to the 17-year-old escort that killed her in his former Limerick Township home. All right, so first of all, he had a 17-year-old prostitute. Yeah, that he was working. That he gave cocaine to, and she uh, apparently died. Ashley's body was dumped in northeast Philadelphia. Four other people are also charged in connection with that case. All right, so that's that's the that's the first thing, okay? He died of cocaine and then got her body dumped somewhere. And they're thinking it's this guy. Now check out what happens next. Downey did manage to get out of jail in the Bird case three weeks ago on a $250,000 bond with tight restrictions. And just four days later, he checked into this King of Prussia hotel where he was recognized by the night manager who called police. This criminal complaint spells it all out. It says that David Downey called a Philadelphia escort service that sent out April Weber. King of Prussia police arrived about an hour later and started asking questions. Can you get that out of my face? All right, so the great thing about this guy is four days earlier, he's brought up on charges for giving an underage hooker cocaine. That kills her. And dumping her body. Mm -hmm. Four days later, he's, he's in a motel. With he's a... going to another hotel getting another hooker. I've never heard of someone. Talk about incriminating yourself. Yeah, before, yeah, if you were going for reasonable doubt, now you're you're trying to meet up with another hooker. I, why don't you just go to a street corner at that point? Or does he? Now, if you'd actually seen the picture of the 17-year-old hooker, once she turned 18, she'd have been hot because mm -hmm. she would have been legal. You I mean, what? probably a cute girl, nonetheless. But and I didn't even know there were 17-year-old hookers nowadays. Really? Yeah. When we were back in D.C., there was uh, like right when I moved out there, there was a. Uh, a underage prostitution ring busted out there. Girls were 13 and 14. What? Mm -hmm. I knew a 12-year-old one. Really? Yeah, she went to my middle school. How much? I don't know. She, like she's Skittles? Kinda ugly. She was kind of ugly. So oh, I'm sure. Good. I'm sure there's some uh, issues going on there. So here's the rest of it. Weber brushed reporters off, but she was ready to testify against Downey in the prostitution case. In court, Downey waived his preliminary hearing and left in handcuffs. Not even his latest brush with the law in any way diminished Downey's bravado. Just tell my children I love them. You think you embarrassed them? No, I think you've embarrassed them. How's that? David Downey, really surprising right there. Now, there's a guy going. That, that's all you got to play into that. So basically, he's on camera and he goes, and he's walking away. He's in his handcuffs. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say? Tell my children I love them. And the guy comes back, you know. Uh, you think you've embarrassed them? And he's like, no, you embarrassed them. I didn't embarrass them by allegedly killing an underage hooker and dumping the body and then killing another, or, uh, getting another one four days later. I mean, you did by reporting it. You can't blame the guy for showing up with a camera when uh, you were the biggest news story a couple days ago, and now they got you again. So that was uh, that's one. Now play track one. This one is the the good stuff is really at the end of it. Okay. This one's out of Iowa. Tonight stands accused of kidnapping his own wife, and prosecutors allege he devised a marriage contract establishing what his wife was to do and when she was to do it. 
Tonight, a case of alleged kidnapping, assault, and now child pornography. A man named Travis Fry is accused, among other things, of giving his wife chances to win good behavior days. <laughs> KETV Newswatch 7's Carol Kloss has new details from Fry's Friday court appearance. I have seen those. I love this guy. 33-year-old Travis Fry turned himself in at the Pottawatomie County Courthouse. Fry is accused of downloading child pornography onto his home computer. Is that why you like no, him? No, I love him because he's giving his uh, wife uh, good behavior days. In a second, it'll tell how she has to earn it, so hang tight, you'll hear that. We charged with sexual exploitation of a minor on November 4th of this of last year. Fry's attorney, Bill McGinn, says the Pottawatomie County attorney must prove it. You know, they have to show, first of all, what the images are. Second of all, they've got to show that he was the one that actually did the downloading. Travis Fry is already charged with first-degree kidnapping, a crime punishable by life in prison without parole, and domestic assault causing bodily injury. The alleged victim, his wife. Well, the, the allegations are that he basically uh, confined and uh, subjected his wife uh, to uh, sexual abuse. According to court records, Fry's wife told police that her husband tied her to their bed and sexually assaulted her at least three times. She also provided police with a copy of an alleged marriage contract entitled Contract of Wifely Expectations. In it, Fry allegedly gives his wife chances to earn good behavior days, or GBDs, by complying <laughs> with certain demands. Those alleged demands include hygiene and self-care you will shave every third day yes. sleepwear and sleeping you will be naked within 20 minutes of the kids being in bed the document <laughs> spells out how many points can be earned by performing certain sex acts fry's wife says she never signed the contract i don't know how they can tie this to my client making any demand on his wife i mean i could have put these together i mean there's no there's no name there's there's names on them and everything but anybody could have put the could have put these documents together fry his attorney says he intends to plead not guilty on all counts. In Council Bluffs, with more complete coverage, Carol Kloss, KETV Newswatch 7. We need to get these kids back together. I think they made a cute couple. Uh, I don't think there's any shenanigans going on there. I know this is a little off of the life in prison for first-degree kidnapping. I, yeah, because first degree is the most. Like, that's the worst yeah. offense. So, yeah, first degree, absolutely. Oh. Okay. Can you play that again? I didn't finish taking notes down. <laughs> now, that's the funny thing, though, of the marriage contract. Now, we never got to the story. It's a little old, but I still have it because I'm a pack rat. Of the Sanford couple who did their prenups, like a real like demand as far as the prenuptials were, which included mandatory back rubs and a $5 fee for nagging. And apparently that still couldn't save their marriage. <laughs> And they still ended up breaking up. Uh, it's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. All right, there it is, the marriage contract. What are you putting into it? It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. 407 And then the Sanford couple, um, they had a prenup. All right, before saying I did in 2001, the couple agreed... Um, to a cooked breakfast a minimum of three times during the weekdays and once on the weekends. Also, too, it required uh, three back rubs a week for five minutes. If Sally ever used the F word, she was sentenced to one hour of yard work. 
Hmm. Uh, Renzi had to pay $5. That word was family. Can right. we start a family? <laughs> Get out in the yard, bitch. Renzi had to pay $5 each time he complained, nagged, or made, quote, a fuss about Sally's expenditures. So I'm just thinking, what are some of those things you throw in a marriage contract? I would like, uh, on the weekends, two hours of quiet time where she doesn't talk, I don't talk, I just watch TV, and she leaves me. Seriously, you'd like two hours of quiet time? Now, would you want it during, because then what if it's like from 8 in the morning till 10 in the morning? No, it's floating. I say, you know, know, I want two hours of quiet time, okay? I say quiet time's now. And if I only want 15 minutes at that time, I stop the clock, I have an hour 45 left. Wow. Uh, wow, Dubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 407-916-1041, Let's go to uh, Scott in Orlando. What do you got, Scott? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey there, brother. We're good. Thank hey, you. For that marriage contract, one thing you have to have, after 8 p.m., there is no in-depth conversations about relationships or money or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's nothing you can do about it. It can wait. All right, no legitimate conversations after 8 p. Now, is that just mo- Sunday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, you're willing to let it go? Actually, that's Monday through Saturday, and on Sunday, just no. It, that, <laughs> Not no at need all. for it on Sunday. All right, so basically, if you'd like some, uh, hit me up on my work email or IM. Thank you, Scott. I like that, actually. Maybe you can have a relationship through email. All right, SKD says, can I put she's not allowed to talk unless spoken to in my contract? Or how about if she doesn't... Mm. Um, swallow. <clears throat> she can't have dinner the huh? next day. I missed something. Not an awful idea, to be perfectly... Uh, just putting it out there. All right. Uh, what about you, Matt, when you would finally get a chick? Anything in particular that you would demand in the marriage contract? I'm not really a morning person, so I'd have to say after I wake up, no talking to me for about an hour, an hour and a half, because I just want pure silence after I wake up, just plain and simple. That's all I want. Just silence for 90 minutes? Yeah. Just to, like, get everything going. I got all my faculties going. See, I like that, like... uh you know, after I get off work every once in a while, the motor will start running on the talking and everything. And I just don't want any part of it. I want to sit there. I want Is to watch talking TV. the biggest issue when it comes to marriage? I think so. I think... Uh, or relationships or whatever it is? I think the overuse of uh, conversation is uh, killing relationships in America. Too much communication. Mm-hmm. Don't you love how they just want to talk and talk and talk? About nothing? You don't get anywhere. It's like it's like running on a treadmill with these bitches. They, they right, well, you don't up. have to take it to that level. No, I'm telling you, I, I will. I agree. No, no, bitches, don't. sluts, whores. I'll call them every name in the book. Don't call. No, 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 no. You don't have to. I'm not telling you to. I no. Just say with. If you're gonna say, don't generalize. Just say with your bitch. No, say my all bitch. All these bitches. Every bitch I've met. Skanks. Scallywags. All right. Pongos. Dallas and Melbourne coming out Real your cheater. way on the 17th. What do you got, Dallas? Hey, big dog, what's up? What do you got, dude? Hey, I'm trying to understand something. Mm-hmm. You know, about uh, all these girls, these young girls. and Horse. Am I allowed to bring up another show name? Go ahead. That, you know, 
It, it, it ain't right. You got girls out there that enjoy and they're 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 and we're not the people are not. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're going with that. He's just mumbling. We were on in the background and it was too much. Uh, having me, me having to hear you guys yell skanks and whores uh, for the Scallywag. second time. Sea withering wharf rat. Through, <laughs> through the phone, is too much. Slag. Jimmy hanger. <laughs> Jimmy taster. Okay, come on. Jimmy Dean sausage. I, all right, massage girl Kimmy says uh, mandatory 3 a.m. wake up oral on weekends. Mm-hmm. And on long car rides. I want to sleep. <laughs> well, I'm not going to wake up. All right, now Swami has to come in and say, um, you can't have rules for your partner because that implies someone having power over them, so you're, you're kind of supposed to be equals. Type the C word to her. I know she likes that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll type it for you. No, wait till tomorrow. We're calling her an ass. She likes that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something... Like, is anything, like, basic, though, as far as, like, so many meals have to be cooked by each person or, like, garbage duties? Like, just putting it out there, just so it's a contract that has to happen. You know, if I wrote this contract or if, if there was a contract written on the relationship I'm in right now, none of those would end up on my side, like, on how everything's running. Yeah. I don't do any of that stuff. What do you do in your relationship? You smoke and drink Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Play Madden. Monster. Just like basically in this show. That's what Fine. you do. Wow. He does it well, though. You got I'm, a, I'm a pro. <laughs> Damn right. That's why the pro beat you when we were out at the uh, video game tourney. When? Oh, when we debuted Madden the uh. last go-round. The video game tester beat you. Well, I just thought it was interesting. That guy had... Uh, she had to earn points by various sex acts. Now I want to see if the smoking gun can actually have this marriage contract up there, and I want to see it and watch all, everybody take notes on it. And just the various things uh, that would count for, like, certain points. For good behavior days. And then what happens on a good behavior day? Does she get to go to the spa? Because if she gets a day at the spa, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, I I think if uh, she agrees to the contract, and uh, no matter if you agree with it and your if you would like that contract, I don't see a problem in it. You know, no matter how lopsided it is, if it, if both parties find it fair and what they're looking for, why not? All right, I just got this from uh... for uh, backdoor. Did she get brownie points? Is that part of the uh, deal? I oh I guess technically she would. <laughs> Actually, probably yes. I see Jay, hot hair chick just said she's gonna try to call in a little later, and she does want to wear something kinky because that's what she likes. What? That's what something she, kinky. That's what it, yeah for to be the ring girl out in Melbourne on the seventeenth, the seventeenth stunts at the Metro. Motor oil. What's her <laughs> transmission? Yeah, what is her definition? I see. I just don't see her being like. Super sexual or kinky. She's gonna really? Wear black tank top. No. That's what she's going to do. I see her, like, her idea of being kinky, like, hey, let's put the game on. <laughs> All right, that'd be hot. Mm. Hey, bruh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the gang on. Yeah, let's put the gang on. All right, Fly <laughs> says, every three years I get to sleep with the girl of my choice. 
That would be in the contract. Well, now, her? the problem is, what are you going to do? You can't really get the girl of your choice every time. Well, no, you have three years to get the girl of your choice. Like, once you do it, then you have to wait another three years. You can't get another one until those three years are up. Can I just use, like, my first ten and then not be able to do it for 30 and divorce the bitch? Or do what you did when you married and just settle. Mm, true. Closest chick you can find. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, here Evil Eye says, he and his chick went in uh, with three rules. Uh, we get to stay who we were when we, get, when we agreed to marry. Huh. Two, if we don't want to be together anymore, uh, the first one to decide leaves, and we never go to bed angry. That's a big one. I completely agree with you have to you have to be the same person. You know, you got to know what you're getting. I would never sleep. <laughs> Not going to bed angry. Well, you got kids. You don't sleep anyway. Yeah, that's true. And at the age of four, they're just monsters. And seven. Uh, seven. Seven-year-old's, you know, he, he's starting to help out. Now He's starting to do some work around the house, help out in, the kids. Is he in school yet? Of course he is. Second grade. What? What's wow, their you got a smart seven-year-old. What? I didn't realize that seven was second grade. Good for it you. It isn't? It is. Of course it is. All right, what's coming up next? What do we have coming up next? Oh, you know what we need to do? We need to do the um, hideout door prize blowout. I don't know if it's going to be much of a... Oh, actually, I thought we were going to do You Can't Win, but we changed it to the Paris Hilton game, right? Is it the yeah. Paris Hilton game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back. Also, too, well, it's it's going to be too tough to uh, try to mix it up. All right, call now, 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. It's a hideout. Call to be a winner on Real Radio 104.1. All right, coming up this Thursday, we'll be looking for our first ring girl for uh, the gig out in Melbourne on the 17th, and that's going to be with me. And the Hideout Happy Hour at Patty McGee's Irish American Bar, 709-2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park behind the uh, Mellow Mushroom. It is my birthday week, so come out and enjoy the Dollar Domestic Drafts and Dollar Shooters. Winter Park, Mellow Mushroom, 2083 Aloma Avenue, Patty McGee's Irish American Bar. Do join me. Call now for the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Um, what's the premise of the game show? Well, the game's called Dumb Perry. I'm gonna play a I'm gonna play a quote that's either a real Paris Hilton quote or a fake one. How um, many do we have? I have eight. All right, so we have eight of them. Yeah. So we go maybe um, they get two chances. They miss the first one, they go after the, go the second one. Sounds good. All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Before we do that, because we got a couple phone lines open and I need to clear one up. Let's go to the hideout news director, Sagari the Prophet. Sagari! Evie, how you doing today? Outstanding, and you, my friend, long time no talk. Yes, sir. I've been doing pretty good. I've been listening to your program, but uh, the lines were so busy I couldn't hardly get on. Aww. Oh, that is a shame. We I... need a special Sagari line. There needs to be a Sagari yes, hotline. Uh, what's in the news, Sagari? Well, uh, you know, they had uh, uh, the uh, funeral of uh, Greta King. Yeah, Coretta Scott King, absolutely. Yes, sir. I was actually listening to that today on the uh, mm-hmm. on XM. Yes, sir. And it made me long for the days of Bill Clinton. He's just an amazing, yes, sir. An amazing orator and an amazing motivator. Yes, sir. He's amazing human being. He's a very smart, intelligent gentleman. Absolutely. 
Uh, so, yeah, that is very, uh, very, very sad news. What else is in the news, my friend? Uh, let's see. Um, well, um, they're still looking for that young woman. They offered the hundred six sixteen thousand dollars for uh, if anyone that the police know where she's at. No, that is true, sir. In fact, I was. Um... Do you think she's on Miller Dollar Street? What's that? Across from the Ace Hardware. Is there? Where are you going to be on Sunday, Sir Gary? Let's run this coming Sunday morning now. At 10.30, I'll be at New Hope Properties Baptist Church on Miller Little Street with her garden. Just past Ace Hardware, we're at her good blend. Just past her. Did a ground trouble one of the public's invited. All right, thank you, Sir Gary. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right, you too, my friend. All right, call now to be a winner in the Hideout Headlines. Or actually, the uh, Hideout Door Prize Blower, uh, Dumb Paris, is the game show. Speaking of Paris Hilton, Paris Hilton, this is a big headline, just went up 37 minutes ago. Paris Hilton orders to stay away from an L.A. man. The judge ordered on Tuesday Paris Hilton to stay away from a Los Angeles party planner who accused the celebrity heiress of bombarding him with angry phone calls, shoving him, and threatening his life. <laughs> what could she possibly do to him physically? Stab, her, stab him with her head? Or it comes to a point. Or with her elbow? He said... <laughs> Skinny she, bitch. He said she accused him of trying to get the guy to ditch... She does have a lot of sharp edges. To ditch her for the former girlfriend, Mary Kate Olsen. Right, there's a whole weird love triangle thing going on. Not with her, no. <laughs> it's got to yeah. be made up. Yeah, her in the middle of some kind of odd love thing. They're just jealous of all her hardworking success. Um, Talent. All right, we got we got a uh, we got to think. Gibbs, talk to line one and see if there's any way we can push it back because we're in the middle of something right now. We're planning on it at 8:30, so see if we can do it here coming up after the game show because we got people who've been waiting patiently to do this. Uh, talk to him on talk to him now on line one. Um, and he hung up on him. You moron! What's wrong with you, Gibbs? All right, let's do this. Here we go. All right, here's the game. Dumb Perry. Jason Orlando, you're first up. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's up? All right, here we go. Here is a clip from uh, Paris Hilton, or said by Paris Hilton. Explain the game again. I'll say what the topic, what the quote's about, and uh, chunks will play. You will guess if it's real or fake. All right, is a real or fake quote from Paris Hilton? This one is Paris on travel. I was in Europe for the whole summer, and all there is is, like, French. I didn't see anything because I wasn't in America. Real or fake? I'm going to say fake. That's real. All right, let's give you a second go around on this one. I, I'm digging it. Now I think I'm starting to understand the game. Yeah, is this a real quote or a fake quote by Paris Hilton? And Matt will start it off by saying, hey, uh, here's what the topic was about. Yes. All right, cool. All right, here's, the, here's your second chance, Jason. And by All the right. way, let Dubs uh, play oh. the uh, effect. I didn't know we had sound effects. So. We got a sound effects now for the Hide Outdoor Prize blowout. Upgraded a little bit. Six mm-hmm. weeks in. Great. Paris on Misha Barton, who's at the same party she attended. What's that fat cow doing here? That skirt she's wearing is so not scrumptious. I, I hate Paris Hilton. I don't know if she said it or not. Real or fake? I'm going with fake again. That is fake. That's fake. Uh, I think her sister said that about Misha Barton. All right, which is which is correct and which one's incorrect? Did this you... is correct. The one up, uh, Mario, and this is uh, uh, so incorrect. he won. Yeah, yeah, he won. All right, call back. I hung up on him. And this is incorrect. 
All right, that's as if you died on Mario. I don't know why I like that so much. <laughs> All right, is that the one up? One up. All right, get uh, get Jason Orlando to call back. He was a winner. All right, ladies first in the hideout. We'll go to Heather in Orlando. You ready, Heather? Sure. All right, here we go. Uh, Dumb Pierre uh, or Perry with Matt Albert. Paris on the nature of email. Whatever I write in email, it doesn't mean anything. It's just words I write. <laughs> real or fake? That's real. Alright, you're a winner. Hold on, Heather. Alright, I'm digging the sound effects more and more. That's awesome. <laughs> um, 407 Let's go to uh, Evil Shenanigans in Orlando. Are you ready, my friend? Shenanigans. Alright, here we go. Paris on sheer fabric. I like clothes that are like being naked. You know, like not wearing clothes at all. It's hot. Oh, that's real. Alright, you'll get another chance. So, did you make that one up, man? Yeah, I made that one up. I knew that one was made up because I know his wording. I know, I just knew. I was like, that was fake. Uh, Alright, well, Bateman has figured it out. Um, Found my pattern. He cracked the code, the Matt Albert code. Alright, here we go, Evil Shenanigans. Here's your second go around. Paris on other races. Black people and Mexicans are cool with me. I grew up with them in my house. My driver, maid, and chef, they were all darker than I am. I <laughs> hope to God that Please is... Please tell me that's fake, because it's not. Oh, my God. Thank all right, you. You're a winner. <laughs> I, had to, I was thinking there's no way she... Now, she's been known to drop the N-bomb, mm-hmm. but Matt, <laughs> that, that had a little Matt twinge to it, too. <laughs> the all darker than me thing. Right. The thing about them all in my house, I was like, that's Matt. That's a Matt phrase. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's a hideout, uh, Real Radio 104 point run, the hideout door prize blowout, dumb uh, Perry. Uh, are these actual quotes by uh, Paris Hilton? Ladies are always first in the hideout when they call, so we'll go to uh, Bridget in Titusville. You ready, Bridget? Hey, what's up? All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Paris on women who stalk women. I would never say stalking. I'm not a dude. Like, I think a girl can only stalk a guy. She can't really stalk another girl. Is that a real uh, Paris or a fake Paris? That's totally fake. Ah, I'm sorry. That was a real one. You get a second chance, though, honey. Awesome. Uh, uh, Here we go. Here's Matt. Paris on sex. Most of the time, I don't even know what's going on. It just kind of happens when you're this hot. Oh, man, I bet she said that. That's so true. Come on. All right, is that, you say that's a real one? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Bridget. I win. What do I get, Gibbs? <laughs> is that another one you could tell because of Matt? I've, I've got every single one right. You do. You do. You talk to him on I Am Constantly, so you wouldn't know his... I'm his in his head. Of... I know what's going on up there. You got, you're in his kitchen? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. One and done. David, you got to roll like this. One and done, all right? Yeah. All right, here you only get one shot. Here's David in Winter Springs. Dumb Perry. Paris on the challenge of friendship. I meet so many people. I don't even know some of my friends' names. I'm going to say Yeah. You're a winner. Out of way to go out a winner, David. Good job, my friend. I like that game a lot. I don't know if it's the sound effects or the way that it was put together. <laughs> I have another one in the works about Mariah Carey. 
Very good. I'm digging it. Good job, guys. I'm di- this is why I want the game shows on the podcast. I think this is something really cool and really different. That one was a little too easy <laughs> <laughs> for you. Just because you have the Matt Albert vernacular down. There's just little giveaways in there. It's like counterfeiting money. There's little giveaways that you can just tell. When, oh, yeah, that's not real. There's little marks. All right, so here was the problem. Under a black light. Here was a skid mark. <laughs> here was the problem. Right at the beginning of that, uh, David Green's on the line. And I, and I was just like... <laughs> well, See ya. Well, it got set up through uh, one of our favorite salespeople, and so I didn't want to blow it off, but... At the same time, the listeners have been waiting patiently. And we, we had that planned at 8.30. Yeah, it was... Too- so we can't we can't really push everything back because it got mixed up in time. Yeah, we were a little... It was... It's actually the uh, the line he was calling in on apparently has been busy. And I tried calling it just to make sure. And right before the break, I checked it, and it's not going through. So it okay. wasn't um, even there, his fault. Well, no, I understand. I figure it wouldn't be, so... Was it the hotline? Yeah. If you guys ever call in on the hotline to do your crazy voices... You have to make sure you uh, pick it back up and hang up. I wouldn't even know how to call in on the hotline yeah. to do mm-hmm. a crazy voice. Right. Is he going to be able to call back, or what's going to go on? Gib- I, I don't know what happened. Gibbs picked up the phone and started asking me, what do I do? Do I tell him to call me back? And as I was saying, we'll get his number, and we'll tell him we'll call him back in 10 minutes. The next thing I know. I think when, uh, he, when he heard about, like, you know, we had to get to the callers first, I think he just probably figured he'd hang up and then call back later, hopefully. All right, hopefully we'll talk to David Green next. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. When is the, uh... All right, give us the answer, because that may be uh, our guest. When is the uh, Bush Series race coming up over in Daytona? Do we know what date that is? Chunks, you couldn't find it anywhere? Should be able to go to the uh, Daytona website and find out. I'm, I'm on the uh, iscmotorsports.com where you, you know. Mm-hmm. But I can't find it anywhere. Somebody help us. 407 916 1041 888 Because we're, be, we're supposed to be talking to uh, David Green, number 27 Kleenex car driver. <clears throat> I was supposed to talk to him 45 minutes ago, but there was some... Wiping up the track. (laughs) Cleaning up the competition. (laughs) Blowing by everybody. Gibbs, drop... Gibbs, you got to drop everything and look on those lines in case it's our uh, guest. Is Gibbs having too much trouble on the phones? Yes. What, what, how would you analyze it, uh, Tommy? You're back there listening to everything. I don't know. He's like, he'll be talking to people, and he's like, what song? Phone! Get, phones! Odd! Ah, how does he not see the blinking lights? I don't know. Is he blind? Yes. And like sometimes we'll be talking to people, and I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know why they uh, didn't put you up right away. Chunks, I got it handled. No, I'm going to do it now. Get off. Great. Get off, Wonderful. Get off, get off. Get off the phone. Right. Get <laughs> Papa Chunks is taking over. He'll be like talking to people sometimes. Like, I don't know what song we just played. Uh, let me ask. <laughs> what? Are you kidding? <laughs> Wait, what station did you mean to call? Really? <laughs> what song did you want to request and stuff? And Yeah, you hear that a lot if you go. No, we don't want to hear from you, uh, Gibbs. All right, let's go to uh, Clayton in Orlando. You're in the hideout. What do you got, Clayton? 
Uh, I think the Bush Series race is on the 11th, because if I'm not mistaken, the next hill race is on the 12th. All right, well, the next hill is the Daytona 500, right? Right. All right, now I have here, it's on the 19th. The 19th, then, then of course, it's going to be on the 18th. Then it's, yeah, it's the day before, right? That's what it's, I, the day, it's always the day before. That's what I thought. Because hey, Saturday that, and Sunday, I'm nothing but in front of the TV. Now, Clayton, let me ask you, because I'm trying to learn this whole thing. So, the Bush Series, is that, I don't want to disrespect, is that like the JV or... Like how's the Bush how's the Bush series compared to the actual to the other one? Yeah, I mean the Bush series is the JV of NASCAR. I mean you got to go through like the feather lights and stuff like that. Then you go to Bush series, and if you make it in the Bush series, you can get next to. All right, cool. Thank you, Clayton. I appreciate the education, no my friend. Yeah, I'm trying to get into this, man. We're down here. People, I mean, everybody seems to love it. Yeah. I want to figure out what's going on. The NASCAR system is kind of like the farm system in baseball. That's what it seems like to and me. And just Winston is AAA. Then you have the Featherlights. You have the Midgets, you know, going up through the A system in college. Okay, that's what I thought was going on. All right, let's welcome him into the hideout right now. Um, uh, David Green, NASCAR Bush Series, number 27, Kleenex car driver. David. Hey, hey, David. Uh, yep. our, our sincerest apologies for the phone lines or whatever was going on. Uh, yeah, that's no big deal. We've um, I finally got through, so I appreciate you holding out for me. Sir. No, you betcha, man. Um, all right, here's the thing. All right, so you won the Bush Series championship in 94. You got nine wins, 22 poles, and 72 top five finishes. Is that right? That's you- pretty good. I just wish I had 79 wins or something, you know? Right, exactly. Um, but the 72 top five finishes has to be, uh, that's got to make you feel good. Uh, according to this, and this is what our uh, our producer gathered, we talked to David Green, NASCAR Bush Series number 27 Kleenex driver, uh, you've won more than $7 million throughout your career. Um, well, somebody got... Close to seven million. <laughs> uh, you don't know if it's you necessarily, then, huh? <laughs> well, no, it's uh, seriously, it's all good. I tell you, uh, one thing I have to say off the get go for mm-hmm. uh, to have an opportunity to represent Kleenex and Kimberly Clark, uh, Ford Racing with her Ford Fusion this year, and and, and a big thanks to Anheuser Busch. You know, um, this is celebrating 25 years. Oh, it's excellent for uh, for them to be uh, supporting. Um, this NASCAR division uh, called the Bush Series, and, and I've been a part of it almost my whole career. Did did a few years of Cup racing, but there's not a better series I think that's happening right now than the the NASCAR Bush Series. And a lot of young, talented drivers and a lot of old veterans like myself, I guess you might say, that still hangs out and uh, puts on a good show on the Saturday afternoon. Now we were we were throwing out some uh, taglines for you, trying to figure out what you could uh, throw out there to kind of uh, get get all the fans behind you. How about how about uh, David Green and the Kleenex car uh, blowing by the competition? You know, you blow your nose with the Kleenex. You like that one? Well, that and you know, um, uh, rags in a box is one of our uh, products, <laughs> Kimberly Clark, and uh, I always Ew. try to say, hey, we can wipe the competition up either nice. with, our clean, with our Kleenexes or our Scott towels or our rags in our box, you know? Uh, How about runs against your stomach? No, you can't do that one. <laughs> now, David Green, <laughs> NASCAR Bush Series, number 27 Kleenex car. Now, here, we're not, we're not going to sit here and blow smoke, David. We're new, we're very new into the whole, you know, car racing thing. We're trying to get into it. Our show just moved from D.C. down here to Florida. 
Now, I, the the thing that in talking to a you know to a NASCAR driver is, I know it's real big about getting the sponsors out there like you did Kleenex, um, you know everybody else that you listed off. Talk about that relationship with the sponsors and what the and what the sponsors are able to do for you guys as a team. Well, first of all, it, it doesn't happen without sponsors. Uh, you know, there's a, probably a couple car car owners in the sport or drivers in the sport that might have big pockets, you might say, to be able to put a team together and go race. But it costs a lot of money to do this, and uh, it's real simple. Without sponsors, you can't do without, So, uh, or we can't make it happen. So, you know, um, and the other thing is, you know, having a perfect mix with your sponsor and personalities and team and, 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 and team concepts and thoughts for the future is, is why I'm excited about, you know, last year and this year coming up, and it is uh, Kimberly Clark's been in the sport now for for twelve some odd years, and so they're they're excited about it. It, it works good for moving their products, and um, and heck, I like to go to each and every racetrack, and I feel like that. Hey, I'm so like in basketball or whatever. You got a home court advantage because I know, I pretty much know every fan that sits in the stands. You know, has Kleenex products at home or, or <laughs> Scott towels. That is like true. Kleenex. Yeah, you know, I mean, never, you never really think about that. Where you know, that's just kind of a given. Of oh, I know what Kleenex is. I have Kleenex. Sure, yeah. I'll, I'll root for the Kleenex. I'll root yeah. for uh, David yeah. Green. Kleenex is one of those branded names too, where any any kind of thing you blow your nose with, it's a Kleenex. It's actually a Kleenex. Well, that and and you know, the Postal Service, United States Postal Service, is an associate sponsor means uh you know they're on a smaller portion of our car mm-hmm. but but help out a lot as well and you know Lance Armstrong really um, you know uh set the standard for us um competition wise on what we need to do but the postal service is another sponsor that you know I'd like to think that everybody in the world goes to the post office and uh, just like Every person in the world, you know, buy some Scott towels and Kleenex products. No, absolutely. David Green, we're talking to him, uh, NASCAR Bush Series, uh, number 27 Kleenex uh, car driver. Matt Albert, you got a question for David? This might be kind of a nerd question, but I know you drive a Ford in the series now. Mm-hmm. And foreign cars are going to start coming in. In 2007, like Nissan or Toyota's coming in, right? Right. Uh, have you heard any backlash from the fans saying they don't want foreign cars coming in or... They only want an American. Well, that's a good question, Matt. I had no idea you knew about that. What do you think, David? Well, you know, Toyota just announced that they're coming in, so it's still kind of fairly new. Uh, but, but really, the only thing I've heard about it, um, you know, is the Cup people, Cup drivers, talking about, hey, you know, their NASCAR needs to put a, a cap on things because Toyota come in and have big, big pocketbooks, you might say, uh, mm-hmm. to spend. And um, but, you know, for the most part. Um, I think in general it's gonna it's gonna add to the flavor of the race because you have to look at the fans and, and I think without the fans our series would not be possible and uh, when, when you see those fans come in the stands sure there's certain Ford lovers GM lovers whatever whatever and there's a certain amount of people that drive Toyotas and just like you know we drive Fords on the on, mm-hmm. on the street so it's it's all about Rooting for your, whether you for your product, brand or yeah. yeah. So that's what's cool about NASCAR. It's what's cool about Anheuser Busch, our series sponsor. That 
you know, we can plug into a lot of people in the grandstand. And, I, uh, let me let me ask you this, Dave. Right, so are you you're racing then on Saturday, February 11th, right, out of Daytona? Well, actually, I think our race is uh, the 17th or 18th. Cause see, the Bud Shootout comes up this weekend. Okay. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. So you're on. All right. You're on the Saturday, the 18th. Right. The Hershey's Kissables 300. There you go. All right. There it is. Actually, we gave out a lot of tickets for that uh, in, the, in the past couple of weeks. Well, David, we're up on a break, but I do appreciate again as the layman coming into the sport, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Uh, I, I do appreciate you putting up with us and hopping into the hideout and giving us a little education, especially about the sponsors thing, because that's the one thing that I know about NASCAR, and you're seeing it. And, you know, just in the interviews and the constant thank yous and everything on how how the sponsors are able to get the teams the money that they need to build those teams and build those cars. David Green, NASCAR Bush Series, number 27 Kleenex car driver. Again, Saturday, February 18th in the uh, Hershey's Kissable 300 out of Daytona. Uh, that race starts at 1.20, so uh, make sure you get your tickets, uh, no doubt about that. Thank you very much for joining us in the hideout, Mr. Green. Thank you all, and look forward to talking to you again. And want to invite everybody to come out to Speedway. And actually, Daytona, we got our Huggies car paint scheme going on there. So come out and awesome. rear Huggies forward on. Thank you very much, Dave. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, guys. It's just something, Matt, you seem to be into this. Like, you know a little bit about NASCAR. Yeah, well, being from Maryland, you just, just kind of see it a lot. I didn't know Maryland, or being from Frederick, Maryland. <laughs> yeah, up in the mountains. Right. You hear a lot. Of, you see a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. See a lot of number threes and twenty fours. Right. So you just kind of follow it. He saw them all from his window though, because he never actually <laughs> left his house. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm into. I want to learn this stuff. There's, I mean, to me, NASCAR is the third most popular sport, maybe even second, in the United States. Number one is football. There's no mm-hmm. doubt, football. Hell, maybe number two is NASCAR. I would say number two. And then somewhere after that, baseball and basketball kind of fall in, depending on how the seasons are going and who's doing uh, better than the other. Yeah. So it's I feel like it's almost something you have to get into. And that was cool. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have someone from the Truck Series joining us. Oh. Uh, Hamilton, I think his last name is. And also we're supposed to have somebody from Disturbed calling in. All in the 7 o'clock hour tomorrow. Wow. Going to be jam-packed. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. It's a Tuesday night in the Hideout. It is. Real Radio 104.1. Real fast, Jeremy in Orlando. What's going on, Jeremy? Hey, how you doing, man? All right, brother. What do you got? Listen, there's a, there's a textbook to the Daytona 500. you you got to have a sleeping bag. you got to have a shovel or or a 55-gallon drum cut in half so you can you can cook your food. You already got to have your big pots of freaking jambalaya mm-hmm. and your stews already cooked. Plenty eggs, bacon, one cooler strictly for beer and alcohol. Um, and you got to have a TV if you can afford it, a generator, and you need to have Omar the tent maker to freaking tell you how it really goes and he's an ounce a month. That sounds like a lot of work. Thank you, Jerry. No, actually, it's real simple, man. It really is. It's it And being turned to... And park next to the bathroom, and freaking, <laughs> it's on, man. I swear to God. I appreciate it, man. Here's the only crappy thing. And I had to get home to Houston to see my mom, because mm. I haven't seen her in forever. And I wasn't even thinking of when I scheduled my trip home. So I am flying out of Orlando Airport 
at 7.15 in the morning, the morning after we're in Melbourne, uh, doing the 17 stunts, uh, so after on the, the 17th. After uh, the 17th, you're flying out. Right, over at the Metro out there. So, I mean, I'm missing, I'm missing all the races, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, essentially, I'm gonna pull an all-nighter when yeah. we go out to Melbourne. I'm not even gonna go to bed. I'm figuring, go in a drunken stupor, then go to a Denny's or an IHOP or something, and then, uh, get to the airport. And just do it up like that. Um, my mom's an educator, and I was talking to her earlier about just how the education system is screwed up. And she's really pissed off now because she teaches special ed in mm-hmm. Texas. And apparently in Texas, because of the no child left behind, they all have to all the students have to test on their fifth grade level. Even the special ed fifth graders who are on a second grade level. So they still have to... Uh, they still have to pass the fifth grade level test, even though they're on a second grade level. A lot now, of 18-year-olds in that class. Now, uh, when, they're, uh, when they're testing, they fill in the bubbles and everything. Is it like one test where everybody you know, has to take the same one, fill it, in the bubbles? It, it was called the toss test when I took it. And legitimately, too. I mean, you can't really even see what they answered with all those chocolate prints. All over every oh, okay. page. You know, is that what that was? Just a great big... Slobber. What was that? A great big setup? Uh-huh. Wow. I hear I thought you were actually going to uh, contribute to the conversation. I doubt it's chocolate, but it's brown. <laughs> <laughs> they do have their own bathroom in each classroom. <laughs> just taking clumps and just throwing it at the sheet. Why is it that they have the same? All right. You never see one of these special ed kids go actually to your bathroom where normal people go. They have their own bathroom. I don't understand why they why they can't use the same bathroom as everybody else. It seems ridiculous. And they always have dirty hands. It's like they've been playing in dirt for three hours. <laughs> I know. They're, they're, underneath their fingernails, they're always just chock full of dirt and grime. Like they've been digging for worms. <laughs> Fishing. <laughs> they've been nightcrawling. <laughs> Hunting. <laughs> so he can catch himself some bluegill. <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Dumb, goofy bastards. 407 916 Oh, they're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's retarded? Yeah. You're not, you're said, you, I said worthless, not useless. Yeah, you're not much better when it comes to it in the grand scheme of things. I bet they have cleaner rooms. Because hey. I've seen that pig pen that you're living That's in. That's why I keep the door closed. The only difference between a retard and Matt is that <laughs> Matt has enough money to pay for a cab for right now. And no, well, retards have jobs at movie theaters and at Brahms. <laughs> My hands are clean. And CVS, actually. They're everywhere. It's great. And the only reason they have a clean room is because they're still 36 and their mom cleans it. All right, let's take a break. Here's the, re- here's the reason why. Okay. Yes, <laughs> because this story is long, and I want to play the whole thing in its entirety and have the uh, the ability to discuss it. Okay. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hi, welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1 live on a uh, Tuesday night. Four going to get into a real racial discussion here. I'm glad we have Matt here. He'll be able to... So I, you can use the end. <laughs> what you trying to that's say why those? these aren't going to be uh, beeped out. 
Um, no, I'm just saying because I'm sure he'll be able to keep on topic with it. I know I will. <laughs> right or third Mike, that's what I do. No, By the way, not. Giant Brian is here with a T-shirt that he made that says, I'm Ryder and third Mike. <laughs> it's badass. Now, if only you'd made it in a 5X so we could put it on this tubby bass. <laughs> I thought it was 6X. No, uh, 5X. 5? He's yeah. down to a 5X now because he's lost weight since the last time. Yeah, it'll change next week. His body's just atrophied. <laughs> <laughs> just been doing nothing but sitting there all day. How much is next? How much weight? I don't know. I haven't been keeping track. I what like uh, probably about forty pounds, thirty, forty pounds. Thirty, I say thirty pounds maybe is uh what thirty equi- or forty, yeah, the definitely. equivalent to an X. That's just so, he's too lazy to get up and eat. So Dubs, <laughs> uh, white man, mm-hmm. me, Hefe, Latino. Uh, you are Matt Albert. Although I have my birth certificate, and for my parents, mm-hmm. race or color in Lubbock, Texas, for both of them, it says. Where they were born, Mexico, because they were both born in Mexico. I'm first generation. Uh-huh. For both of them, though, it says white. You're white. In race and color. You are. Skin-wise, yes. Now you're white. You're a white man. Matt Albert, black man here. Uh, we now have uh, a Jewish man representing, and uh, Giant Brian. So here's a news story. <laughs> Matt, Sicilian. Albert, Matt Albert gives a thumbs down. Uh, we have the fathead, waterhead community here in uh, Gibbs. And Tommy Bateman, who is a serial killer. So here is a news story. I guess it was out of Kentucky, Mm -hmm. of all places. Makes sense. And if you're offended by the N-word, change the channel. Um, It's used in the news story. And I have to warn you, multiple times, by a teacher who called a student the N-word and then proceeds on camera to justify using the word and uses it over and over and goes to the whole argument of there's a difference if there's an ER versus an A. There is. He's hold- And he actually, at one point, if you look at this, he's holding up two pieces of paper that says there is a difference on these words and then on the other piece of paper. And the regular Typical one, teacher stuff. Regular spelled out and then the slang term. And then he uses an example, which is just, I just got to play it for you. So this is a, I believe, oh, hold on, what's the, um, I have the, oh, here it is. It is W-H-A-S out of Kentucky. And uh, we'll probably uh, stop the story, so uh, check it out. Well, it is a word that evokes many emotions in people. It's a derogatory racial remark that has divided people for many years. And a Jefferson County High School teacher has now received the longest suspension on record for calling a student Ten the days. N-word. WHAS Levin's defender, Renee Murphy, investigates what happened and days. why. By the way, black woman doing the story. In this story, you'll only see on 11. Valley Traditional High School is in the middle of a racial controversy right now. A teacher used the N-word towards a student. The word is only six letters long, but the impact is far-reaching. And we do want to warn you that some of the language in this story is strong, and it may offend you, it may offend some other people. But since the story is not just about the N-word, it's also about the teacher's intent and definition of the word, we have decided to leave it in the story for you to decide. And what did he say specifically to you? Sit down, nigga. 
Keyshawn Chambers is a freshman at Valley High School, a Boy Scout, a football player, a member of the ROTC, an honor roll student. He was hanging around his teacher's classroom door in December. The teacher told him to sit down, and the teacher says that Keyshawn used the N-word first. And I just kind of was stunned a second. Well, well, well then get away from the door, nigga. God. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, this this oh. guy, the guy who, uh, smarten up, man. <laughs> Jesus, you're on camera. No matter how much you emphasize the, uh, it ain't going to work. <laughs> right. Now, this cat is, he is, what's the best way to describe him? White. Well, he's white, but he's got, like, a sweater on and, like, old man glasses. How old would you say he is? I'd say he's in his 50s. <laughs> but he, I mean, as you listen to him, he sounds like one of those liberal guys who's trying to do the thing of taking back the meaning of the word. Probably had an afro in the 70s. What? Yeah, seriously. What, probably one of the, like, a, it was a hippie or something. Probably had a black friend. <laughs> or more. <laughs> And it was okay because he was able Let's to not use. Get crazy, all right. All right. So anyway, <laughs> it is Kentucky. Get away from the door, nigga. Oh, and I was just—I repeated the same insult because that's sort of what I've been trained to do. The school district says that is not what they trained English teacher Paul Dawson. Oh, could you imagine? English, English. Could, could you imagine if this is what they're training? Uh, when somebody throws a racial slur at you, throw it right back, but <laughs> emphasize it. Oh. Did he wave his arms all about while he was doing it? Cause that's Actually, like... yes. <laughs> when, he did, when he said, uh, take your seat, <laughs> he does the, like, waving his arms thing. It's crazy. You, you can tell on how he says it. I know he's just going. He does it, dude. Exactly. You called it perfectly been trained to do. The school district says that is not what they trained English teacher Paul Dawson to do. He tried to say I said it and for some and I didn't say it and no one else in the class knows that I said it because I didn't. Documents from the school investigation show that several of the students interviewed from Valley did not hear Keyshawn say the n-word first. Dawson says that students use the slang version of the N-word at Valley High School all the time. He says N-I-G-G-E-R is a racial slur, but says that students use N-I-G-G-A as often as they'd say dude or hey man. Now, that last part is true. In the community, it is used the way white folks will say dude or man. It just is. However... I still don't think that gives you the right to say it. I mean, if you're a white man, I mean, especially if you're a teacher and that's your student. Yeah, never mind. I mean, the, I, never mind the white-black dynamic. But you're right, teacher-student dynamic. There's so much more there. And that's just improper grammar. You got to use the er. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's an English teacher. He's right. He should have corrected him when he oh, uh, used that term. I think he does it a second in the story. <laughs> stay uh, stay tuned. And Dawson says as much as he does not like the word, he still used the slang version to feel more comfortable with black students. <laughs> <laughs> That's why? So you can feel more comfortable around them? I'm one of you now. I've been through what you've been through. Hey, guys, you're nudging with your elbow. He comes Tussles in. afro. How you doing? He comes in in blackface. <laughs> Oobity doobity, boys. Let's go hop on the porch. <laughs> Woo!
I, I don't even know. But now, it gets worse because now the guy is stuck on camera trying to explain his position. Why, why is this word used so frequently? So I just, I just don't understand it. And I'm trying to understand it. I need help. Yes, I, I use nigga. Oh. It keeps going, though. It keep, he doesn't stop, dude. When you're trying to understand something, don't use it until you fully understand it. That's like uh, trying to learn about a gun. Don't learn. Don't use the gun until you know where the trigger is, the safety. Don't be racist. He, oh, trigger. You oh, said tri trigger. I said trigger. Trigger. He's like a leaky faucet. You're trying to turn it off, but the end bomb keeps on dripping out of it. All right, rewind it a little bit, because we stopped it in the middle of his whole, uh, bam. I, love I need help. Yes, I, I use nigga. I've, I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize. Nigga. Oh. That, you know, nigga, nigga this, nigga, nigga, please. Stop! Nigga, stop! You know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? Oh, oh, hey, I, I told you, I told you, it is just crazy. Why don't you just say food stamp? This Why guy, don't you just say that? This guy is insane. He is, he's, he needs to be fired. He's like that crazy teacher that's gone way past where he should have retired, and they just push him past because for some reason he's either saying nigga but here's the thing. or he's farting on kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's what one of my teachers got fired for. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. She was really old. She just kept farting on kids. There was just one teacher who would, shart, uh, would uh, fart in the aisle. <laughs> here's the thing, though. He's not senile. And if you if you look at him, and if you if you watch the story, too, He's not, to me, he doesn't seem like a racist guy again. He seems like the guy who is... Liberal to a fault? Yeah, too well-intentioned. Goes to coffee shops. I mean, just is like in that whole thing of trying to... Orders his coffee as dark as his... Trying to... Yeah. his women. Trying too hard. You think the kids might have put him up to it, and he's just like trying to be a cool teacher and went along with it? Yeah, like they set him up for something. Yeah, Giant Brian. Dude, this is one of those life lessons everyone learns hands-on, and it's just mm -hmm. a sad fact this guy's learning it at like 37, and everybody else learned it in middle school. Oh, he's 50-something. Like, but right. Uh, I'm sure he's, it's happened to him before. I'm shocked by this. I didn't know Boston Public was still on TV. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a Boston Public thing. <laughs> yeah, you never thought that would happen. It's so true. Uh, it's a hideout road radio 104.1. All right, so he goes through this whole thing of can you lend a, mm, a pencil? A what? That, that's his like way. That's his what? example. Yeah, that's what he would write on the dittos. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, I think we wrap up the story here. That, you know, nigga, 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 please, nigga. No. You know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? Jesus. What kind of example are you setting for your students if you use a word that you don't want them to use? Upon reflection, that, that's not good. Dawson was suspended. Uh ended for 10 days without pay from January 9th to January 23rd, and he has to go to diversity training. He says that he's learned from this experience and hopes that others think twice before using I mean, the N-word. I will never say any form of 
nigga. I, you know, oh, you I'm just of that. said it! Paul you Dawson. ass! I just had to get it all out of me during this newscast, and uh, I'll never say it again. Every time he said the N-word, he pointed to a 40 bottle in the corner. ...and <laughs> says that he is sorry for the way things were handled, but Keyshawn says that he is not looking for any apology. Apologizing is going to change the fact that it happened, and he's not been punished. And punishment in your mind is... Him not having his job anymore. Paul Dawson says that he wants there to be a steadfast policy in Jefferson County Public Schools against people using the N-word right now. When it is brought up, it's dealt with on a case-by-case -case basis with the district. And we should mention that Keyshawn is still in Paul Dawson's classroom. Dawson has been with the district for 20 years, and Keyshawn isn't still in that classroom because Dawson is an honors English teacher. Mm -hmm. There are very few honors English classes, so he is still with him. Well, now he was... If I were the kid, I would just never turn anything in and just fail all the tests and be like, yeah, you're going to fail me? I don't think so. Here's the thing. Do you think because it was in Kentucky, he was only suspended in t for 10 days? I mean, if that were to happen in D.C., like a Fairfax school, he would have been gone. I don't even understand, too, the thing if it's a case-by-case -case basis of... Uh, in this case, he gets fired. <laughs> I mean, if it's a case-by-case -case basis, how can it get worse in this case? I don't think it can. He was given the woo wings throughout the whole thing. <laughs> By the way, we have tickets. Uh, we have tickets for that that we'll be giving away. Um, exhibit A. Exhibit. It's the Hideout Get Road. Get walk on. Real Radio 104.1. Hideout Road Radio 104.1 coming down the home stretch on a Tuesday night. Don't forget, coming up this Thursday, it's my birthday pre-party mm -hmm. at Patty McGee's. Irish American Bar, 2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park behind the Mellow Mushroom. New time, 7 to 9. We're also looking for a hideout ring girl for the 17th, 17 stunts in Melbourne at the Metro. And uh, we're going to give away an iPod shuffle to the ring girl and possibly working on the uh, tab mm -hmm. out at the gig. But the great thing at Patty McGee is coming up this Thursday, dollar domestic drafts and shooters. Nice. So even only, if you only have about five bucks to your name, walk on in. And uh, do it up, and uh, come celebrate my birthday with me, or the day before my birthday, because the actual birthday is at Premier Adult Factory Outlet. I love being out and about so much with the peeps, J Dubs. Um, all right, 407-916-1041, So we just played you that news story out of Kentucky of yeah. the uh, teacher throwing around the end bomb like it was nobody's business. And Dubs, did I not? Did I oversell that to you, or did no. I undersell it to you? When Under. I cannot believe how many times he wouldn't stop. Even when he said he was never going to say it again, he said it one more time just to say what he wasn't ever going to say again. <laughs> Got to have a parting shot. Yeah, Giant Brian. Was the student even black? Uh, yeah. Yeah. His name was Keyshawn. <laughs> Not going to stereotype, but come on. Now here's How the thing, many Keyshawns do you know? And the kid, too, was just... Just an average-looking kid. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing going on. It's just, it was just a real... Weird dynamic. I don't believe this is the first time. No way. I think it's happened before, but no one called him out on it. You're probably right. Let's go to Nathan in DeLand here in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Nathan? Hey, what's up, bro? What you got? Hey, so I just moved down here from uh, Kentucky, mm -hmm. and I my uh, my nephew went to that school and all his friends, and they were wiggas. Jesus Christ. I hate that term. I hate the uh, wig term for white people. 
because it implies... Uh, yeah, it that, still uses the word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, it's a real backwards ass down there. So, or up there. Uh, now, what, has this teacher been in any kind of trouble before? I've never heard of anything. I've never heard of anything like that. Hmm. All right, thank you, Nathan. Wow. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't like that, that W word either. Because it has the root of the word, and it's like, all right, so you're calling them that because they're white, but if they're black, yeah, then you would call them. And it's a put-down, too. It's used as a put-down. Exactly. So, I mean. That's why I hated that Jamie Kennedy. I've never liked him ever since that, that stupid movie that he did. Remember that movie that he did? Where that was, that, a, was that used a lot? Was that a word? I think so. That was his gimmick. Or even, I mean, but even because that was his character, I hated that. Oh really? I don't. I don't mind if that's someone's personality and that someone how someone wants to act and how someone is comfortable being. You know, if that's them, I don't care. But I'm it was a whole shuck and jive thing. But I'm white, shucking and jiving, which was just offensive to me. And in that movie, he didn't say the N word. He said nika, just just to get close. He said oh with a K. Yeah, nika. Oh wow. Miracle? Like that. Wow, I didn't even see that movie. Yeah, John Brown. This guy's a teacher. I mean, he's making a minimum salary in dealing with America's worst. He can say whatever he wants. All right, now as a teacher, though, you got to think about that. Then you got to think, too, about what those kids are learning in English class. Mm-hmm. And what's actually going on in there. It's and, a word in society. Didn't mean to interrupt. I mean, it is a word in society. But, but there is a, a certain standard you have to hold yourself to as a teacher. I if mean, you don't want your uh, students to be saying it and you want your students to be acting proper, why would you be throwing it around like that? And it's not even, too, like he did it in the middle of a lesson. Mm-hmm. He did it. He told the kid to sit down and dropped it at the end of it. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's like, all right, now we're going to do a history on offensive words and culture and why they're bad and where they come from. You know, I would, was, I would totally support someone if uh, they use that word in uh, in class like that. Well, yeah, if they're teaching the yeah. history of it, absolutely, because the, then you're learning. Not, hey, go sit down. <laughs> Was he standing? Okay, stop. <laughs> uh, Jonathan and Leesburg, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. Oh, you got an awful phone, dude. You've been holding, and it just crapped out on you. I'm sorry. Link and Altamont, you're next up. What's up, Link? Hey, what up, man? Um, yeah, that kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable, but it was really funny at the same time because I would never, ever imagine a teacher actually saying that word, let alone how many times he was using it. And the other thing about it is... Just picture your own uh, English teacher. And more yeah. than even, like, him, like, the actual word, the reason it was so douche-chill... Cringe. ...is because he wouldn't stop. And he kept going over and over and over again. You can even hear me yelling, stop, please. Here's the thing, though. People like reality TV. I say we get them a few hundred dollars. We take them down to Mill Eatonville and then see how many times he can say that word without getting his, you know, what kicked. Or Here's whatever. the problem. He had a little bit of personality. He could get a reality show. I definitely would watch a reality show if this guy had it. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. He Actually, you do. The end bomb. <laughs> I mean, he can't behave himself. In front of a news team and a news <laughs> camera, what is he going to do when eventually in the, they're getting all those hours and hours? Usually you, you go in front of a news camera with kind of your hat in your hand trying to, you know, it was... He's going evidence of the difference between the two words. By writing it down. He should know he is an English teacher. <laughs> I bet you his, uh, his punishment, he wrote a hundred times on the blackboard. Hey. Hey. <laughs> blackboard. It's the N-board. <laughs> That's what he calls it. Right. 
Um, toasty stuff, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Yo, I go to Dr. Phillips High School, and I notice that the white kids, you know, the wannabe gangster mm-hmm. white kids, and the Hispanic kids, you know, me being Puerto Rican, I hang out with all a bunch of Hispanic kids, they, they abuse the Igor word more than the black kids themselves. Now, I see this, too, and it, it, on my baseball team, the Orlando Orioles, our, our season starts this Sunday, we got this Puerto Rican cat. Yeah, he's uh, he's from New York, like the Bronx or whatever. Black Puerto Rican or what kind of Puerto Rican? Is brown, it? like brown Puerto Rican. Ah. And he drops it every other word, and it just kind of it gets uncomfortable after a while. Well, it does. It not really. It's weird the way that he does it because it's it's so not a like a racist thing, like kind of like what Toasty stuff is saying. He's not saying it to be racist. He's literally using it as the dude. And, but to me, for some reason, because he's a Puerto Rican from the Bronx, I forgive him as opposed to if it was anybody else. Now, is that wrong of me? Yeah. You can't have a double-edged sword there. Hmm. I don't know. I think you'd have to know him. I think certain people are able to get away <laughs> you with can't it. Get, you can't give people a pass on personality. I don't know, though. You don't think Puerto Ricans, because the Puerto Rican race, it can span from light skin to dark skin? No, because that that was not used to uh, enslave the Puerto Ricans. What do you think, Matt? Oh, worthless. <laughs> Just because they don't have their own little slang word to use. They can't steal anybody else's. Light skin to dark skin Puerto Ricans? Uh, I, don't, I don't trust the light skin ones, and uh, I don't trust the dark skin ones. And the middle ones are okay. I give you that. I let them use that. The dark skin ones can say it. No, yeah, the middle. Middle ones. All right, but the dark ones can't. No, they shouldn't have any rights. <laughs> well, then he's okay. Then he falls in. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four. But Toasty's, neither Dominicans. Toasty stuff does bring up a good point. I right, like. What if you're a dark, a dark Cuban, Puerto Rican? Like who's one? Like uh, uh. Sammy Sosa. Sosa, uh, Levon Hernandez, just any of these guys. What about uh, Albert Pujols? Is he dark enough to use the N-word? I, I don't think it's a dark enough thing. But he, but I think no, it is. But no, here's the thing, because people see color. Because when they see a black guy, they see a black guy. They don't see a Haitian guy. They don't see a Puerto Rican guy or a Cuban guy. Until he picks up the trash. Can Halle Berry <laughs> use it? Because Puerto Ricans use it all the time. And it's somehow... But like a Mexican, to me, if a Mexican says it, I'm offended. As a Mexican, I'm offended. But for some reason, because we don't have, like, as Mexicans, as Latino, or Mexicans... What's Vato? That's like brother. It's Uh. not the same kind of thing. But it's not... Like, Mexicans, we don't go that far dark in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like Cubans and Puerto Ricans, though, or Dominicans, or what you know, what have you. Yeah, I think if you're a black <laughs> no. Latin, you're able to use no. the word. No, you aren't. That's ridiculous. I know, because you, because even some of them were slaved. Some of them were yeah, slaves. They're still on their island. It's different. If they're here and they're getting slaved, you can use the word. All right, now, are, are you bitten or what? And Where do no. you fall on this? Where do you fall as the black man? You're speaking. Well, I don't per- like to hear the N word in, uh, you know, a white tone of voice or in a Hispanic tone of, you know, accent. That still bothers me. But okay from black. I don't really like it from black people, but I'll tolerate it. Hmm. 
All right, let's go to uh, Marissa. You're in the hideout. What's up, Marissa? Hey, my my only thing, and it's something that you just said, is that, you know, the reason why they are brown-skinned people in the Caribbean is because they were slaves. Right. The indigenous population was wiped out. What was left, you know, is barely there. And the only reason why they are Alaskan Puerto Ricans or Cubans is because they mixed with whites. But not Why is the end bomb a parting Cuban. gift? I don't, I don't know that it's a party gift, Dubs. I'm just saying, maybe it's not hey, you're a as slave, expensive. Buddy. We'll let you use this word. Everything's okay. Well, it, apparently it is a big deal because white people want to say it all the time and they want to get yeah, away but, with it like it's nobody's business. But there have been, I mean, black. The reason why there are black Cubans Americans is because they were slaves. It's no, no different than slaves know. in this country. So I'm not saying they should use it either way. Right. What I'm saying is if they're yes, going you to. You got to give them a little slack because they are the same background, just mixed with 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 island people, islands as opposed to the new the. I got you, Marissa. Thank you for the phone call. Four zero seven nine one six one. What if we let them use other words? What's it going to take for us to be allowed to use it? You want reparations or something? Like no, you're not going to be able to do no, that. No, give us back those three hundred years. How about that? <laughs> that is true. If I think you've eaten them. <laughs> If somehow, yeah, you somehow you... a fat joke in the slavery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. I ain't we struck a nerve. I ain't trying to figure this out. Hey and hey, figure. Oh, I said right. figure this out. It's the Hideout Row Radio one zero four point one. Wednesday night, not Tuesday night in the Hideout Row Radio one zero four point one. Um, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Let's go to David in Winter Springs. What's up, David? Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to make a, a quick point. Um, I don't understand why it would want to be used by anybody, and how people aren't offended, no matter what color or race they are. No, uh, no um, I can understand. Why black people use the word trying to take anyway, it back? Right. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a derogatory term, though. So why even? Because they, they they can't stop white people from using it. So the best fight against that is taking it back. Yeah, the best way is to. Uh, no, two two wrongs don't make it right, though. But they, I mean, the whole thing is. You, they aren't going to be, uh, ideally, I guarantee most black people would not want that used uh, ever again. But it's not. Uh, it's not an option. Feasible, yeah. Yeah, it's already been put out there in that in that former fashion. So, yeah, it's like it's like when chicks try to you know, or essentially have taken back the word bitch. Mm-hmm. They still get offended when I say it. Because <laughs> you have that deep hatred when you say it. Like a, like a like a southern white man saying the uh, the N word. You just you could tell that you don't mean it. Bitch. Yeah, you don't mean it in a playful way or uh, I'm a one of you way. You say it like you are. Uh, You're lower I, than me. I would say the other the c word, but I, w- I yeah, at least would. We, at least you still have that to call him. Or that would be or or I will call you that in about five minutes uh, when the uh, argument escalates even more. When it's out of my hands, I just got it. Right. Burrito, burrito boy in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up? What's up, guys? I just wanted to comment on what Tosi stuff and Hefe was saying about Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, too. I think we should have our own word, like, Spiga or something. All right, I don't like that. You don't? No. That could be yours. I told you even. What no, I won't use it. What about pick? Just kind of shorten it. Hmm? Huh? 
I, no, I wouldn't know. Why would I? I'm not into that. No, I don't think it. But if if your uh, if your community uh, embraced it, would you be mad? I would be offended, yeah, because of where it comes from. But them trying to turn it back around. You know, I'm trying to think. Well, you know, Mexicans they actually have done that before. Well, they'll call each other uh, mojados, like you call each. You know, it's too long. Yeah, but that's uh, Spanish for wetback. Mm-hmm. So you call you know your other Latin friends mojado, hey mojado, and, and that was kind of like it's a, I guess in a sense. How do you spell that? Stop. See, us white people, we've been fighting hard to get honky back. Uh, we try I know. To call our friends oh. that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, honky yeah. cracker, Casper. Right, yeah. Ca- oh, ca- don't even bring up the c word, Mister Charlie. Huh? Never heard of Mr. Charlie? No. You never heard of Mr. Charlie? Never, no. seen, never seen X? The movie X? Uh, well, obviously. You're what? missing out on a lot. Malcolm Who? X? You ever Malcolm X? Who? Who's All that? right. Never mind. It's Gibbs. Black guy. Is there really a word that, like, honestly offends white people? No. Devil. <laughs> I think that comes closest. Because <laughs> if you drop devil on someone, you know, it'll hit them somewhere. Yeah. It might not hit the but deepest part, but it'll th- get you. It would have to be someone who was around, like, in the 60s or 70s, though, right? Mm. When devil was really... White devil. You know, or... but, like, dubs, I don't I don't think there's anything that we call him other call than me the man. Sergeant Sponge Tongue that would piss him off. Seriously, there's, bitch. he is untouchable <laughs> in my book. I, that's why I don't try to make fun of him, because there's nothing that will get him. I'm like a bar of soap. I just slip right by. Try to grab me, pop right out. I usually call his daughter a whore, and he gets pissed. <laughs> now, which one's the daughter, the four or the seven? Because they both have the chili bowl haircut. His son's a wad. <laughs> Come on, guys. He's the Lord my children. Of it's the fruit of my loin. Fruit. Hey, Gaywad, get out of the way. Throws like a girl. Yeah, here's, here's the amazing thing. All these, catches. all the uh, derogatory <laughs> terms for gay people are still just thrown out there. Like, it's nobody's business. Doesn't even matter. I don't have race status yet. Uh, Deborah, ladies first in the hideout. Deborah in Melbourne. By the way, hideout coming to Melbourne, 17th, 17th stunts, total at the Metro Entertainment. What's going on, Deborah? Um, you guys sound like a group of armchair anthropologists. Well, I actually wanted to go in and study anthropology. I never had the opportunity and, and I, to. I, say I hate that ants. To say this. Mm-hmm. I've come across your show a couple of times, mm-hmm. and... and uh, Love it. I, I, I wish you really would maybe get some books out, and, and not only that, but get out in the culture and, and just... What are you uh, talking What about? kind of books? What, what books would you suggest? What's the problem? What are we not discussing as uh, people from different backgrounds? How are we missing the boat on this? Um, I don't know. I, I, of course I you don't. You don't have I, an armchair caller. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you're an armchair uh, radio, radio host. I'd love to hear you guys uh, get some older people in there and, and give, let them give you their opinion about. You have you have your time right now. What's you, your opinion? You have the floor. Go ahead. Well, well first of all, a, a couple of people have hit on some good things there. You know, some of your your people calling mm-hmm. in. Um, within the black culture itself. I would even say you have maybe three different class groups, and and probably upper upper and middle class do not want to use the nigger word. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll agree. It is the lower class who has 
adopted it. But and wouldn't you say they're probably it. the most affected still by it? Uh, well, here's another thing. You, you have to get out there and live around people to realize that most of these people, these people that are going to jail and, and, and you know, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to play the system, mm-hmm. most of those people aren't caring about what people say about them anyway. You follow me? It's the upper and the middle class who's going to turn around and say, I'll sue you if you call me that. No, no, that's not even true, because I lived in uh, D.C., in the right of the suburb of D.C., and if you were to call a lower class brother the N-word, they would care. It wouldn't be, I'll sue you, it'll be, I'll, I'll beat be your ass. ass. Uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, well... I mean, it's, I you guess. can't you can't tell Dubs and I that we haven't lived being in D.C. and Detroit, I and mean, we've been around, you lower, know, lower, different races, and different areas. But but do you consider yourself to be of the same socioeconomic level as no. the level of the people you are around? Let me let me make this point real fast because we're up on a break. The, the the one guy pointed out how Puerto Ricans, he he said that the dark skin Puerto Rican or whatever. Uh, might be able to get away with that word. I've seen the same thing. I've been on the basketball court out on the in in, in the outdoors, just kind of getting some exercise. Way to and, and I see some um, right. I see a Puerto Rican guy come up, and he's just he's just as cool as they are. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really lingo. It's really if you feel. Right, you, I have you, no idea where you stand. You flip flop yeah. about seven and times for saying you you'd like to hear an older person's perspective on it. You have no perspective. My favorite was. Well, well, I mean, yeah, uh, well, I'm I mean, not, you I'm know. Not, I, 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 I can appreciate where she's coming from on wanting to get an older person's perspective on it, but if you're going to call up, give the perspective. And you can't fault somebody for being nervous when they call a radio show. No, it's That's me gonna just, happen. it sounded more like scrambling because you just shot her point down and was scrambling to come up with something. Of course it was. And we are, uh, that's all radio is, our armchair anthropologists. We look and study humans and culture. And then we comment on it. We're masters of nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. We're just here trying to make a point. No, no, we're not. I, we know stuff. <laughs> Screw that. We all have life experiences. We've seen things. How dare she? Like, we don't know what we're talking about and what we've been around. She agreed with us in the end. I don't even know what she was arguing about. Clayton in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Clayton? What was that lady thinking? I mean, I, I've been listening. I've been listening to you guys for about a month. Thank you. You know, you guys, you guys' show is great. I mean, about a month ago, I, I, I wouldn't even turn the radio on, talk radio. Thank you, man. And I appreciate you that. You guys are the only thing I listen to on the way home from work. Outstanding. Awesome. I mean, and to me, you guys, and I mean, even the Philip File and the Sam Burke show, you guys are all geared to, you know, everybody. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about it too. And thank you, I appreciate it, Clayton. I mean, we don't have at night. We don't have any older perspective in here, just because you it's know. a night show. I mean, it's kind of the. Uh, I'm not even worried about that. No, I'm, I'm, it's just like the nature of the time slot. You know, we're we're younger people. That's, you know, we we love the older person perspective, but that's what we rely on you a lot of times for. Exactly. And then the other thing too, and the reason we've built the hideout the way we have is to have different. Sp- Perspectives: but, White man, Mexican man, black man, but no fathead si- man. But no sixty-year-old is going to come in here and get uh, Chunks' pay. You know, that's <laughs> that is true. I mean, Chunks already took his body. Because <laughs> they're, get, they're, they're getting better pay at Walmart, handing out grocery cards. Definitely. And here's the anti-Matt. What's up, anti-Matt? Yo, what's up? What's up? What you got? Man, I'm Puerto Rican. I use that word all the time, just like dude or whatever. I don't use it. 
it's not, I don't put a second thought into it. And if you think about it, it's usually white people making an issue out of, out of them being able to use the N-word and why Puerto Ricans or why black people use the N-word. Basically, y'all just need to mind your effing business and let the, the, the Ricans and the black folks use it however we want to use it. Damn right. I, thank you. I agree with him for once. I wonder where on the pH scale he rated. Like, what color? I, I, I should have asked him, man. Yeah. Probably so dark he's purple. <laughs> Why? Why even? Why go over there? Because he makes fun of me constantly. Screw him. <laughs> you are fat, though. You don't know what his shade is. And even if it is, it's not enough to be. I'm All you know is your shade is a lot. I shouldn't have made fun of him. What? Now I hope he calls back with a bungee uh, cord joke. Oh, one I haven't heard? Oh, wait. I, it's funny because it's the same one every time. It's just like that little kid in the dog rape joke. That kid's hilarious. Uh, now you... <sighs> Senior hamburger? Yeah. Yeah. That little I, son of a bitch. I like his shirt, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is great. Hereticshideout.com. He's an up-and-comer. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Well, j I think we had a good race discussion there. Mm-hmm. I think we solved the problems of uh, racial uh, sensitivity here in the United States. So are you going to take my leg chain off now? <laughs> Not until you get a job. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Tuesday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Let's squeeze this in now, Dubs. we got some time. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Annoying things men and women do in bed. Minute too late, man. You're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, buddy? Minute, Minute too late, late man? Uh-huh. Mm. We were a second too late. Man. I right, hear. What do you want to go with first? Annoying things women do or men do? Women. Let's go with the women. What uh, they do in bed that annoys us. Breathe. <laughs> um. Don't take no for an answer. Women are not used to being rejected, so when a man makes it clear he's not interested, they just insist until the man gives in to the mercy lay. And then, unfortunately, she will expect a relationship afterwards. Yeah. That's a, that's a kicker about it. You do the mercy lay, you know, you... you uh, Grudge F. Yeah, and then she wants a relationship out of it. You didn't want to do it in the first place. Have you ever been in a situation where you had a mercy lay? Taking uh, an oral for the team. <laughs> team dubs. You know that's going to be your first time, Matt. It's going to be a mercy lay. I'll take it. I know you will. I'm pulling, hopefully, in the next two weeks. we got some live broadcasts coming up. I think it's going to be your time. You know what that is? I think his problem is, I think he's expecting his first time to be with, like, a supermodel. Somebody who's, like, five foot two and, like, 98 pounds. That's a supermodel? <laughs> that sounds like a midget. What? Seriously, five foot two and ninety eight pounds. It should be like five nine. He wants five nine, one hundred and ten pounds. Mm-hmm. It's all the same on the curve. You just got a grade on the curve for that. Yeah. All right. Get in the mood. Cuddling does not count as initiating playtime. A man likes to feel desire too. And for a change, he'd actually like it if his woman actually showed interest by unbuttoning his shirt and pants. I gotta say this. There's nothing hotter when a chick will undo your pants. Yeah, like that's she like has op- to have it. And she's opening a present, you know? And she's just so excited that it's there. And I usually have a bow tie on it. All right, ladies, take notes. Get to the scissors out. <laughs> you guys do the jack-in-the-box move where they're undoing your pants and they're sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as hell, Turn no. a crank on your side. <laughs> Never seen that. That's hilarious. Though. I have done the thing where uh, I go into the, the, uh, the uh, kitchen. 
grab a hot dog bun, and this totally disgusted my girlfriend. I've never done it since. Grabbed a hot dog bun, laid it in there, put mustard and ketchup on it, and said, are you hungry? <laughs> You're a weirdo, dude. That's just incredibly creepy. And mine would have to be a little pig in a blanket, because I don't know how you're doing a hot dog bun thing. One of those, uh, those, uh, cocktail hot dogs? Oh, yeah. Um, lack of foreplay. Wouldn't it be nice if women spent more time arousing their men for a change? And why is it the man's job alone to arouse himself and his mate? Yeah, have you ever had to sit there and just kind of knock it around, getting it going uh, yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pain in the ass. Why don't you do this? Like a knocked out fighter? Is that what yeah. you're uh, Another annoying thing that women do, playing dead. Um, yeah, just here's another one. Deadly. I'll just say this. Yanking. Oh. And it says, it is not there as a piece of gym equipment to strengthen your forearms, ladies. True, true, true. Yes. That's where you literally grab their hand and help them. You're not trying to husk it, all right? Just <laughs> <laughs> there's not kernels underneath there. What the hell are you doing? Um, lollipop oral. Yeah, that's just yeah. No more neither. there. Um, brushing teeth. After let's say after he doesn't act and then they're ready to move on and progress, she tells him to go brush his teeth. I've never had that before. I've never either. But I'd be totally annoyed with that. Well, I'd be like, hey, this is you. Yeah. I mean, this is if you're not comfortable with this, you need to do something about it. But will you kiss your girlfriend after she? Yeah, well, it's me. No way. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You've been soiled. Get away. <laughs> I'll kiss her on the cheek. Oh, you're dude, you're such an ass. Oh, I do that too, but Good job, fella. I'll still kiss her after that. <laughs> Way to go, dude. Alright. <laughs> Appa- bro. Apparently there's such a thing as a spit bucket. I don't know. Um lack of position salary. face? Prize fighter. <laughs> spit buckets her face. Uh <laughs> lack of position savvy. A small number of women have no clue how to move around. Very clumsy, very awkward. Distractions. Um, yeah, I, I've... Mental thoughts such as laundry, washing the dishes, making a shopping list, repainting the bedroom. And, and how you know there's distractions? When right afterwards she's going over, oh yeah, I have to do this, this, this. You know she's just going through that all, all in her head. Just thinking about that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh... Let's see here. Faking the uh, climax. And he, and here's well, here's the biggest reason why. And it'll be perfectly honest. It's not going to help her if she fakes it. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to be able to tell your dude, hey, this isn't working. Like, I would much rather chick in bed be like, hey, move here, do this, do that, so that I can help her do her thing. Because I'm, I'm about her doing her thing, too. And it... But- Faking it doesn't help us out at all. It doesn't help me go any quicker. It comes down to if it's a recurring problem or if it's like a one-time thing, though. I yeah. hear it's a one-time thing where it's just, you know, girls sometimes just aren't going to do it. Well, time. yeah, sometimes they won't. Huh? But Faking it. Actually, I'm with you on that, Tom. I think every time they should. And something's wrong with you. And then bad hygiene down there for the ladies. That's just a given. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's a hideout room radio with a Seagulls are gathering. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pee. Stop! 
I was an idiot. I was an idiot. All right, here's <laughs> here annoying things that men do in bed. You ready for this one? Yeah. All right. I don't even know if we can say this. Um, blowing air. Downstairs. Right. That's just, that apparently that you don't do that. I guess somewhere yeah. guys are told that it works. I've never used that or been told to use that. Like you're but. trying to start a campfire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got kindling down there? I just like to do it, and then you, and then you pull the sides like a balloon and make it squeak. Uh, you can't say that. That's too much. Make the elephant ears flat. All right. It's too much. Too much. Too much. Alright, you know what else still though? Uh I wish. Uh watch the dump, Tommy. Uh four oh seven nine one six one oh four triple eight nine seven eight one oh four one. Alright, another annoying thing for guys to do in bed. Asking the wrong question basically have you climaxed, like asking her. You know, so um or yeah. another wrong question. Did you tell your mom about this? <laughs> No, sir. <laughs> Good job, soldier. <laughs> Tussle his hair. <laughs> Flags uh, off the pole. You better salute it. I was, Ten hood. I speaking of that one. Um, I you know when you're doing when you and a chick are making out, right? Mm-hmm. And she's kissing your neck or whatever. And you you put your hand on the top of her head and just kind of begin to give that hint. Apparently that's a no no. Apparently you don't do that. Um Is there a better way to ask for that? I say you just come right out and ask. Knife to the you, throat. I think you should be right up to the, right up front too. You act like a circus seal and go, uh uh <laughs> <laughs> Or you just jump and put it right there. <laughs> just Alright. <laughs> Um, wearing socks during sex is apparently a no-no. Really? Well, here's what it says. It gives women the impression that a man doesn't care enough to remove things that are attached to his feet. Um, so basically, like, he's ready to get out of there, like, at a moment's no He's not getting comfortable. Like, <laughs> here's what it says. How would women like it if, or how would men like it if women kept their sweaters, socks, hairnets, etc. on during sex? Hairnet? What? I can't, you know, like, when I'm, you know, by myself, of course, I can't wear socks. Just really? Distracts me. Just like, my feet are hot. I can't do it. <laughs> or what do you cool them down with? The after? Uh, yeah. Think of that next time you see him walking around barefoot. Yeah. That <laughs> it's just constant. socks everywhere. It, it's <laughs> constant. In fact, your socks are sitting in the middle of the living room the other day. Exactly. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Eat after eating the chicken wings. <laughs> I think it's that Matt needs a receptacle, and then he can't just leave one right. sock on. <laughs> and here's the other thing, too. And I wish he was joking, because he said it a few times in the last couple of nights about the chicken wings. I walk into his room, or in the living room, and there are chicken bones everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, bro. And it's not even like, I mean, the ligaments, just everything has been sucked off of those chicken bones. The hungry man fried chicken. Like uh, the vacuum cleaner's been after it. Um, let's see. Annoying things men do in bed. No squeeze, please. They're yeah. not toys. Do not try to burst them. <laughs> I've, I've done the grip before. All right, here's another one. And this is about, like, um, the uh, the things on the breasts. Yeah. Uh, they're not gummy bears. Stop trying to gnaw at them. 
so. Oh man, <laughs> that goes both ways though. That's true. I, I don't. I don't like the nips. I don't, I don't like a chick even going close to him. That just is weird. That's way too weird. And then finally, annoying things that a guy's doing bad. Body exploration. I guess not enough of it. There's more than boobs and uh, basically ass that um, you got to get imaginative and yeah, really and, ima- and really try to turn Back her on. Back of the knee. <laughs> Actually, back of the knee is a good one. With the uh, with the rest of her uh, body. Back of the knee and the lower back. Yep. Like you would know, Matt. Shut I up. read up. Trust Just me. Good. I know a lot, my Matt, friend. let me ask you this. When you're finally getting with a chick... He's going to be, be 85. What do you, like, he's going to live that long place. True. What, what are you going to go for first? You mean what am I going to go for? Like, like uh, chloroform? <laughs> it's a hideout the rope. Real Radio 104.1. We had to get an extra seat just so... Mm-hmm. Bringing the third wheel, but um, I dude, I just I I do, man. I feel so much better off this caffeine, man. It's it's really, cause honestly, it was a while like before the show, cause I'm like, man, I've been up since 6:45 this morning. How am I gonna make it till 11 o'clock? I may have to cheat and have some coffee, but once we got going, mm-hmm. I'm like just pushing the water, Gatorade. Uh, breaking up meals a little bit more and kind of snacking more throughout the day. Like I got a foot-long turkey breast from Subway and didn't eat it all at once, broke it up into kind of two different meals and separated it out. I'm just, I'm feeling better, man. And uh, I, I feel fine. I know you feel fine. You're doing your thing. I just don't want you to end up like screaming Scott. Hard Me neither. That's the last person I want to end up with or like. Either or. God. Okay, what's going on over there? Hmm. Tommy. Uh, huh? You're, you're going to be at CJ's party on Saturday? Yeah, isn't that when the party is? And you guys will be at the Predators game. Is that her thing on MySpace about she's having a Valentine's party? Yeah. All right, when are you going to hit that, Tommy? Just get it out there. She's not even interested in me, so right. why Right. All right. She's not. All right. Isn't that Jimmy Jam's girlfriend anyway? Oh, dude. One of them. Yeah, apparently he's banging all the hair chicks. Mm. Horny as a cat. I'm not going to say who, but I've heard there's been some uh, revolt against him. Really? And that's why some of the heretics are kind of picking on him a little bit more. All right, what's what's going there's on? There's been a lashback against Jimmy Jam? Saying he's taking it too seriously. No. You can never take this too seriously. That's the reason why you're doing it. Be somebody. Heretics are filled with hate. That's all I got to say. Yeah. No, they aren't. <laughs> they hate, they they hate you. <laughs> yeah, they, they have it out for you, but other than that. They emptied all their hate onto you, and now they're full of love. <laughs> uh, all right, Dubs. Heard it first in the high. Now, here's some of the big stories. Uh, I think I already threw it away, Chunks. I got a guy somewhere over here. I got it. I'm just kidding. You're doing a good job, Chunks. You're doing good work for good people. Fabulous. Thanks. <laughs> Something is with a cry. He's so tired, too. That poor son of a bitch. He's been shaking for the last week. He's going to fall over. Chunks, what's going on tomorrow? You need to sleep. Hey, pug, here's the thing. Here's what I want from you, Chunks. I want you to take tomorrow night off. No. Yeah, tomorrow uh, night is your night off. It's I'm, not happening. No, I'm serious. No. It's an order. You can work during the day if you want to, but I'd like for you to go home and enjoy the night. And right. here's here's the reason why. We got so much coming up. Mm-hmm. 
Patty McGee's. I'm gonna be out there Thursday night for my uh, my show or my uh, well, basically my show. We're doing a little live show for you, Patty yeah. McGee's. I am alone while you're buying me dollar drafts in Winter Park. Then we got the live broadcast uh, Friday on my birthday, which needs to go flawlessly. Premier Adult. And then the next week you're out at Patty McGee's chunks. And then next week we're back out in Melbourne. Yeah, it'd be a good I'm idea serious. for you to take out tomorrow night off. What's gonna happen tomorrow at ten? What do you mean at ten? What are you talking about? It, it lost is on, and nobody's gonna be able to call or anything. That's fine. That's at nine. Because I had an idea of letting the boys go watch Lost tomorrow. It'll be me and Gibbs. <laughs> ha! It'll be you. <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I'll do an hour alone. I don't care. Oh, well, you're having Matt in here, and uh, we're giving you spoilers for him. Oh, that's I thought right. that was the deal. That's right. Dick. Seriously. <laughs> don't come in tomorrow. No, don't come in tomorrow. You aren't, you aren't you can come uh, in welcome. During the, you can come in during the day, but I want you to take tomorrow night off for the good of the show. I don't, I don't need it. I mean, I'm just a little... No, just you need, need it. I just need to eat. This isn't... I wasn't like Matt. I didn't get a... Sleeping burrito. Do you want to? Uh, do you want us to take you out for uh, dinner after this? Yeah. Do you want food? No, it's too late now. I wanted one earlier. All right, good. I'm busy. I got plans. I'll take you out if you need food. Please don't let him not come in tomorrow, because then he's just going to be IMing and calling me every 25 seconds. He's and, not allowed. And then I won't get any. You aren't allowed to listen to the show even. Well, You're the didn't... one person we're telling not to listen. Chunks. If we need you, we'll call you. Well, that won't help. He never answers his phone, so... True. Mailbox full. I know. The mailbox for Alex Venezia is full. Please call 703. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep you busy tomorrow night. <laughs> at a later time. Yeah, clean out your mailbox tomorrow. All right, we'll see you guys. Here's heard it first. Uh, blah, 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 Please, made up home invasion story... Vote begins after big Haiti turnout. Haiti turnout. Bush plan would trim survivor benefits. The band? What? Yeah. And then director 9/11 museum will be sacred space. So there it is. Five thousand. Five thousand. Have fun as uh, everyone talks that to death tomorrow. Uh, wake up with our buddies. Uh, the monsters in the morning after. My birthday show in the Premier Adult Factory outlet. Yes. Uh, we'll head over to uh, the uh, Latitudes with Russ Rollins as your host uh, down there on Church Street. Uh, Monsters in the morning, Shannon Burke midday, Phillips file in the afternoon. It's the hideout back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America and the best Nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Um, question authority and stay classy, Central Florida. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. <laughs> oh, yeah, tomorrow, uh, another NASCAR guy and also a uh, member of the band Disturbed calling in as well for tomorrow. And what's on the web, so stay tuned for that. Flaw. Yes, you can kill my cat. Yes, you can kill my cat. We seem to have a mechanical flaw. I'm a transsexual. Hey, it's Roger Lodge from America's number one dating program, Blind Date. 
And if you're looking for a gay blind date, well, you got it right here in the hideout. <laughs> You calling me a fathead? They seem to have a mechanical flaw. Fathead, go big, real big. Uh, 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 uh. Hello, get a fathead. Oh, oh. Hello, get a oh. fathead. Dubs? Oh, Tommy. No! We seem to have a mechanical flaw. I'll be smacking my hoe. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Oh, Kick him to the floor. Because I'll be smacking my hoes. Be smacking my hoes! 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 Be smacking my hoes!